Hey guys, it's Nick here. I got a weird, strange text to open the show today, so on to this episode of Movies Room My Life. Oh, hey, how's it going? I'm Nick. Nice to meet you. What's in your hand? No. No. As the mermal panelists continue to fall and all Hell's Eve draws nearer, How many more victims will our killer claim before the end is here? The body count may continue to rise, but the show must go on. Their ends have proven as much of a surprise as episode 3 of... Slasherfest. So this is Nick. Hey. Devin is off screen. Hello. And with us again is Trevor from Terror in Toronto. Cheers. And I'm Brandon. And this yes, is Yes, you are. <laughs> and this is episode three of uh, our Slasher Fest, our uh, right up until Halloween, our love letter, as I said in the first episode, to Slasher Flicks. This one's gonna be a little bit different, gentlemen. Now, only two weeks ago, I literally said that there would be no more brackets until we did 90s action week in march so if you learn anything from this it's that i'm a liar because today we're going to do a 32 film bracket on that you're a liar it's just i'm on it's, yeah it's, it's, it i'm works. indecisive it works all right so we're going to go through uh 32 films by all of the big boys so you have uh jason freddy Mike My- Michael Myers, Mike Myers, um, Candyman, and Chucky. Five of the, the heavyweights, I guess, of the supernatural well, four slashers. four three quarters of a heavyweight. Yeah. Lightweight. Lightweight yeah. division. Well, Chucky's just child's <clears throat> He's division. a wee man. He's a wee man. Um, before we get into it, Trevor, thank you for joining us again. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind just reminding everyone, if they haven't already bookmarked your website, how they can find you. And what they can use terrorintoronto.com for. Perfect. Well, uh, terrorintoronto is uh, .com. Also on Twitter and Facebook uh, is a website primarily designed to keep track of all the different uh, screenings going on in the city. You know, we have tons of independent cinemas, bars, different events for the horror community, and uh, uh, often tracking them down can be difficult. So you go to my website and you can find out any day of the week there's something going on, especially uh, during Halloween. So you want to go out and see movies the way they're intended, go check it out. And uh, I also post reviews, but uh, mostly it's uh, just uh, a matter of championing the uh, different people that put on all the, the events in the city. Yeah, man. Awesome. I dig your site quite a bit. Uh, I know... As I've said in both episodes up to this point, I've been bugging you for a while, so I really do appreciate you hanging out with us. Yeah, this is fun. (laughs) So just to explain what we're going to do, because we have 32 films and usually we do a tournament like this over a handful of episodes, um, we're going to do the first round, maybe the first two, we'll see how we're doing for time, as kind of a knockout round. So I'm going to tell you what two films are are competing, um, and then maybe a few thoughts quickly and pick one okay now i don't have a vote today it'll just be trevor devin 
and Nick deciding this. So I feel fucking fantastic because the two guys that always fuck up the brackets and do like the most shit disturbing in terms of like, oh, what movie is funnier and not necessarily better is are here. So like, you know, the guys that vote for Steel in our comic book uh, tournament are here. What's uh, wrong with Steel? It, <laughs> He's one of the most underrated DC Comics heroes, and that film is a fucking joke. But I'm not. That's that's a panel for another day. We got Comic Book Month coming in February, so we we'll get to that. And, and you're going to be back for that, oh, right? For now. sure, I'm back. We're definitely doing a Wolverine panel with Logan coming out in in March. Mm-hmm. I, just, <clears throat> I kind of said that I missed the Suicide Squad panel because I wanted to rant, but <laughs> we have time about for method that. actor Jared Leto. No, about how <laughs> just the entire cast of the flop show, but. This isn't comic book month. This is Slasher Week. Let's get it going. All right. You want to get into it? Okay, so as I said, 32 films, and it's the, all the big boys. We did eliminate some of the... We don't have any of the remakes in here, first and foremost. don't. I just want to mention that. We're going to talk about them in a later episode a little bit, um, possibly. Awesome. And uh, I think I may have omitted one of the Child's Play films it oh, was the one where jennifer tilly plays jennifer tilly no no that's in is it <laughs> but um i did take out uh the most recent in in the child's play films uh because it would have put us over to 33 so too bad um <clears throat> also because it had the lowest imdb score of all of the films and that's how we've ranked them today uh 100 by uh the imdb score usually we take a couple of scores um, or we vote internally. Today, we're doing it just by the IMDb score. And then if there was a tie, um, the tiebreaker is the year uh, that it came out. So, for example, Friday the 13th sits at 6.5 on IMDb, as does Halloween 2 and Child's Play, ironically enough. So the number uh, number four seat in this particular instance would go to Friday the 13th because it is the oldest, 1980. Okay? All right. Okay. Cool. So let's do it. First matchup of the day. It's our number one seat. Halloween sitting at 7.9 on IMDb. The 1978 classic going up against where we are. Halloween Resurrection. 2002 uh, set at uh, 4.1 on IMDb. Uh, I think we can pretty much... We can agree, but who's the rapper in Buster Rhymes? Buster Rhymes. Oh my god. <laughs> Whose name is also Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not gonna do some kind of weird voting situation, are you? Yeah, you never know. It's <laughs> slasher fest. No one's safe. Both films do have uh Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Um only briefly for Resurrection though. Yeah, and uh, my understanding of Resurrection is that uh she begrudgingly came back because they wanted to close it out with H2O. What Is that I, correct? She agreed. That was that was like the she was comfortable with the series ending on that note. Yeah, um, like one, at least in terms of her lineage in the series, and and then of course it was because her of one money, final battle. Yeah, then she was comfortable uh, taking, taking the money. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, all she had to do is jump off <laughs> For a resurrection. building. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, we can agree the first one's obviously going to go. <laughs> yeah. Can we, uh, is this a sweep, gentlemen? I, I don't even think it's fair. Uh, <laughs> it isn't. The first matchup of the day is always not fair, because we're not fair. All right, Halloween goes through. 
I don't even have to write this. It's just obvious, but whatever. I'll write it. All right, second matchup of the day. Where are we here? Uh, Nightmare 3. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Um, 1987 film sitting at 6.6 on IMDb and one of my favorite in the series. This one is going up against, where are we here? Our number 30 seat, 2001's Jason X. You know where Sitting I'm going. at 4.4 on IMDb. <clears throat> now, again, this is a knockout round, so if you guys want to just go ahead and say the film, be, and I, keep in mind that, like, you know, I can still stop this episode. We're not that far in. I'll just tape it myself later. If you... <laughs> no. No. I'm going Jason X on this one. Okay. I knew that was coming. I oh, hope. That, wow. I hope, yeah. I hope that you guys are, are sane, uh, but whatever. Um, I love Jason X. I think it's, it's, it's as goofy as it is. It's, Chick it's who gets fun. her face frozen it's, and then he smashes it off a table. That is a good kill. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, that's yeah, one of the sure. best. It's super fun, but like, and come on. Come on. They're in that like hollow deck like version, that room that they have, and he takes the kids at the camp in their sleeping bags and bashes them against the tree. Come on. That's pretty good. That's not no, Jason X. That was Jason X. No, he it? he did it in Jason X as well. Oh, yeah. for fuck's sakes! Every goddamn movie he's done that more than once. Yeah, yeah he's done it yeah, three yeah. times. But it was more of a joke in Jason X, and it was just funny. It was just a throwback to yeah. Okay, well, films. but Nightmare Three. Yes, it uh, it may be better than the first. Like it's it's like or it's not, but it's just slightly less good. It's definitely more creative, you know. It's oh, fun yeah. and um I had a chance to see it on film at uh, a couple of years ago with Robert England in the audience. Oh, really? that's wicked. And and do a Q&A and the film actually uh burned out. It it like fell apart and and, and melted on the screen. Oh, no. And I'm just like this is amazing. <laughs> um uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 uh yeah, uh, there's no doubt that it's the winner for me. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Just the it's it's just an amazing film. We'll get into it. I, I want to rant about this one, but I can't. I gotta wait. So Devin, your vote. Yeah, no, obviously. Nightmare it's not, Three. It's not gonna be Jason Come X. On. Come on, yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> why is it? I, I should know better than to look to you for sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right, third matchup of the day, and this one. Uh no, it's not tough. <laughs> as much as I like both these flicks, it's Halloween two, nineteen eighty one, which is our where are we here, uh fifth number five seat. Um sitting at six point five on IMDB, going up against where are we here? Friday the thirteenth, part five. A new beginning, which is nineteen eighty five. 4.7 on IMDb. That's our 29 or 28 seat. I like 5. I like Friday 5. Yeah, there's but uh, there's Halloween a Halloween 2. Yeah. It picks up right where Halloween 1 leaves off. Oh, Halloween 2 is going to win this. Oh, I, I don't give a sure, fuck what anyone says, but I I just wanted to mention I love You don't have five. a say in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to write it no matter what, but okay, so let's hear your thoughts, gentlemen. Halloween 2 or Friday 5? Halloween 2. Yeah, I would agree. Halloween 2. I don't love Halloween 2, but it's definitely better than 5. Yeah. 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 All right, our fourth matchup in our knockout round, Candyman, 1992, going up against, where are we here? Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Candyman. 
I'll go Candyman. I didn't even have time to say the seats, the seating of the two films. It's like Candyman, Candyman. <laughs> I cannot stand Freddy's Dead. I love the series Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, my favorite series. But uh, yeah. Freddy's Dead is is definitely it has a lot of problems. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Freddy's Dead either, and I love Candyman. I I have a again big big fan of uh, Tony Todd. Love that guy. I've got the power glove. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, since my vote doesn't matter anyways, I'm just going to go for Freddy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it's 2-1. <laughs> Freddy's, Freddy's dead. Freddy's dead. All right. Next matchup of the day, our number nine seat, Friday the 13th Part 2, 1981, only one year after the first film. Um, 6.1 on IMDb going up against Child's Play 3, oh. 1991, 5 even on IMDb. That's our twenty-four seat. Thoughts on this this pairing, gentlemen? It's not even fair. Yeah, it's not even fair. Two is great. One thing I will say about two: the, the commonality between these, uh, and I I always love that that Chucky. The one thing that I really really love about Chucky, because I'm not a big fan of the series, I'm not gonna lie to you, is the that he's overtly sexual. Because I find it hilarious. In a toy, uh, or in his stature and his appearance and so forth, you don't think of that. And one thing about Friday too, not so much with the first one, ironically enough, but I feel like a fucking pervert when I watch those movies. There's something terribly sexual, uh, like more so than any other. Like it's not even that there's more skin or more anything. There's not, in fact, in two. I can't even remember. Is there even a single booby or anything like that? But. Um, there's something about the way it's shot, um, the way the scenes are acted, everything about it, the pacing of the film. There's just something that's just overtly sexual and very from a, a masculine um, mindset with a lot of the over-sexualization of, of some of the shots. And so I always, I always feel kind of naughty watching them yeah i love all the shots that are during the day where he's just hiding out in the, the woods and leering it's mm. it's it's wonderful. This is the one he doesn't have the mask in this one he's got the bag over his head right yeah right yeah. yeah i still love it yeah you kind of feel like that peeping tom aspect of them i think two super underrated super underrated votes gentlemen yeah. trevor friday friday doesn't matter okay <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to pick Child's Play 3? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that will not be my Child's Play pick of the day. All right. Next matchup. Oh, this one's actually difficult. This is really difficult for me, personally. Uh, all right. So 1986's Jason Lives, which is our number 11 seat. Going up against... Oh, sorry, and it's 5.9 on IMDb. Going up against Candyman 2, which I want to say is 99. Is that right? 95, I'm sorry. Uh, 5.2 on IMDb. And that is our... That's our 22 seat. I really like both these flicks. I haven't seen either one, admittedly, in some time. And I saw Jason Lives for the first time when I was much younger. So I think I have a little bit of a emotional connection that way but i know that Candyman 2 is wicked and somehow we were joking off there how does tony todd look fucking younger in the second one you know than, than he does in the first flick genetics yeah just good genetics man 
Was... He looks younger than he does in The Crow in that flick. And The Crow was the year before, I think. But in any case. Good makeup team, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. Just good fucking dude. I also love, uh, or we'll talk about this in later rounds. Votes, gentlemen. This is a hard one for me. So I'm glad I don't have a uh, vote for this one. Jason Lives or Candyman 2 in New Orleans? We went Jason Lives. Jason Lives, yeah. Put this one to bed. Okay. I don't really remember Candyman 2. I haven't seen it since it first came out on video. Jason Lives, I, I watched in the last year. So yeah. Jason Lives is good. Candyman 2 is the one with Kelly Rowan and her, uh, she's the daughter or no, she's she's the like great great granddaughter or whatever of the Candyman. That's the that's the storyline there, and they're in New Orleans. All right, Jason lives. Yep. Jason lives for now. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Oh, this is fucking easy. How so? <sighs> Number thirteen seat. In this tournament, 2003's Freddy vs. Jason. Oh my god, yes. I know, right? <laughs> Going up against Bride of Chucky. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Which is our number 20 seat, 1998, 5.3 on IMDb for this one. Shit. It's either Marilyn Manson dying or a fat kid being chased by a Jason on fire. So hard to tell. I gotta go with the fat kid. Yeah. But I don't get a vote. I don't know. There's something so magical about the idea of these two fucking horror icons in a film together, even if it's not the best film, and even if it could have been Ash versus Kelly Freddy Ro- versus Ke- Jason. Is it? Kelly Rowland? Which there's a Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child's yeah. Child Kelly Rowland? No. Uh, is it Kelly Rowland yeah. in that film? Yeah, it is. Sorry. She wants yeah, a yeah, nose yeah, yeah. job, and then Freddy cuts her nose off? <laughs> Thoughts on this one, gentlemen? Freddy versus Jason or Bride of Chucky? We'll go De- uh, if you want to go first. Devin, Chucky. let's hear from you. Yeah, first. seriously. Um, Freddy versus Jason, I mean, for all the reasons you said, I mean, it's just fun seeing, you know, these two kind of horror icons fighting one another, and Bride of Chucky, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just really an afterthought. Yeah. We didn't didn't ask for this. (laughs) Like, we've always said, you know, like, wow, it'd be crazy if Jason and Freddy fought each other, but whoever said, like, hey, I wonder if. You Freddy, know, uh, Chucky, Chucky had a girlfriend. Girlfriend, like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and it's Jennifer Tilly, as you said off the air, Nick. <laughs> yeah, we had been waiting for Freddy versus Jason for years. Oh, you know? big time! It yeah. was like the, it was a matchup of the century. Uh, ever since Jason uh, goes to hell, you know, you see the glove there, and it's like, oh, this is happening and happening, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it didn't matter what it ended up being. You yeah, know, you got to see them; they had some good fights. Yeah. Uh, um, I, th- I think so- some of the Freddy-related dream stuff is not done very well no, in it. No, um, But the Jason stuff is great. Yeah. Uh, and, it, yeah. and I like Jason being the kind of uh, anti-hero of the film in a lot of ways. <laughs> still, he, he still picks them apart, though. That's the funny part. I remember I was like, in the eighth grade when this movie came out, and everybody saw it, and I finally watched them. It was fucking hilarious. I... Um... I was going to say the the um, I went to see it in the theater and I knew it wasn't an overly good movie, but I wanted there to be more of this sort of thing at that age. So I went. I asked for the DVD for Christmas and got it. Mm-hmm. Um, Please tell me it's on that show. Oh, it is. It's awesome. over there. Yeah, it's over there. 
But uh, Freddy versus Jason is unanimous. It's unanimous. It's All right. Sorry, Jennifer Tilly. All right. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Nightmare 4 going up against Nightmare 2, Freddy's Revenge. The Dream Master. So, yeah. You you got a you got a choice between the Dream Master and uh and Freddy's Revenge. So I I don't know. I uh, I like 2 a, a little bit. I like 4 maybe a little bit more. Um I remember being a kid and and not getting all of like the gay subtext of number 2 and like all the homosexual repression stuff. What are you talking about? Okay. I don't know. Thoughts? I really like the opening scene in two on the school bus. Yeah. Uh, I remember finding out that Nightmare <laughs> 2 existed by just watching it at someone's house. I had no idea there was a second one. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and it blew my mind. And then I watched it. I was a little, little perplexed by a lot of things in the film. Like, on paper, the idea is fairly good. You know, Freddy... Uh, kind of taking over this guy and turning him into a serial killer, so to speak. Um, the um, the the, the, the book party? ends with the yeah the book. yeah where he just comes out. You're all my children now. into real like into, a, into like real a, life. It's like a Godzilla being, type thing. Yeah. He comes out and starts crashing through. Oh, Freddy too. <laughs> yeah, I remember that when I laughed my ass off when he came out. Trevor, you have a good party. point. It completely breaks the rules and doesn't explain it. Yeah, it doesn't, and it, it, he never does that again. I mean, in the first one, he gets pulled into he gets pulled into real life a couple times, but uh, yeah, you, it's it's an actual reason. He just doesn't show up. Yeah, and he doesn't, and you still you don't see him. So as he's choking, um, he, sorry, as he's hanging the kid and fucking one, or as he's um. We were talking about New Nightmare when he's the reenactment of the scene from the first one, essentially the hospital room. Same, uh, same deal there. You don't. That's that's a little bit confusing, yeah. But whatever. I also like the idea that uh, all the kids think that just because the parents turn their fucking bedroom light off, then like immediately, okay, it's time to bring out the fucking beer and crank up the radio. It's like the second that those lights go off. It's always bothered me. Like, yeah, you then, stupid kids. Yeah, but then go back to Freddy 1 and you see the mom just guzzling a bottle of vodka. I'm pretty sure everybody on Elm Street. Well, yeah. I'm pretty that, sure all the parents on Elm Streets are on, like, Vicodin and vodka. Yeah, if that mom uh, turned off the lights, you would assume that she she had been... She was she's coma, she's comatose. Yeah. You don't even have to wait for the lights to go out at that house. Mm. But whatever. Uh, all right. Nightmare 4, Nightmare 2, gentlemen. Hmm. Is it going to be the Dream Master or Freddy's Revenge? Part de. Trevor? Part four. four. Fuck. I, it was the first one that I saw theatrically. I snuck into it, bought tickets or something else. Nice. I snuck into it. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, I love Dream Warriors, and it's Dream Warriors Part 2. Yeah. You know, you get to see the end of those characters. Yeah. Uh, there's some good... Um, Creative stuff like when the girl turns into the bug, mm. and 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 then the other one gets all those like powers and is like can do karate and stuff. It's it's ridiculous, yeah. uh, but I, I sort of like it, you know. And the the in the beginning when Kincaid's uh, dog like pees fire, and then Freddy comes up from from the dump. It's, it's I love it. I love it. It's just it's just it's pure cheese, but I love it. Yeah. 
I love Kincaid too. I think he's one of my favorite characters of the second or of of the third one rather of Dream Warriors because I love that you kind of dislike him at the beginning and then you realize halfway through you're like, why do I dislike this character? He's the fucking best. All right, Devin, you're the deciding vote. Two or four? Uh, Freddy, Freddy, Freddy four. Freddy four. <laughs> okay. All right, Nightmare Four goes through. Yay! Bullshit, Devin, you're you're sabotaging me, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're to the even number brackets here. So our number two seat, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh. Going up against Jason Goes to Hell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just push this one through? I don't want the segment running a little too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll there's no. Uh, it's Nightmare. It's Nightmare. It's Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> it's the geyser of Jep. Oh, okay. Another... Uh, okay, this one... <laughs> this one is easy, but I think this might be hard for you, Nick. Uh, it's our number four seat. Uh, 1980s. Uh, where were you? Friday the 13th going up against... <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan. Okay. So you're putting the first Friday against Jason Takes Manhattan. IMDb is. It's IMDb's fault. It's not mine. Bullshit. So, it's 1989. not your fault. <laughs> Why are you 4. doing this 4.5 on IMDb. Seriously, your, your fucking brackets have screwed me twice. Yeah, I know. God it's, damn it. It's my goal in life. Jason Dix Manhattan <laughs> is like the best one to me. That's oh, You can I talk do, about it for hours. You can't talk yeah, about the first do, one for hours. I'll let you talk a little about this one, okay? Because it's it's going. But <laughs> it's <laughs> Fuck. I do like the rooftop boxing match. The rooftop boxing match, one. Mm. Two, the plot holes are fucking huge. Mm. Why the hell? Jason hates water, but he swims to a boat. Mm. Then he gets off the boat, swims to Manhattan, well, and then dies in the sewer being sprayed by a sprinkler. I dislike green peas, but or I dislike peas, but I still eat them, you know? So, like, he, he needs, it facilitates, you know, it an end. It was bullshit. I'm surprised that you're not bothered by the fact that this movie is called Jason Takes Manhattan. And it doesn't take place in Manhattan. Like, yeah, it's there's 20, like minutes, 20 in... minutes. Yeah, in yeah well, the chick gets heroin shot into her arms. I'm surprised she's not hooked on it. You sure you want to, don't want to downgrade from chick to broad right now in the show before you start getting even more angry? Well, they're teenagers, so they can be called chicks, okay? Okay. The studio got sued for their posters <clears throat> for Jason Takes Manhattan in the beginning because they had the eye and then Jason mask yeah. in New York. Oh, yeah. and, and, and apparently that was a trademark that they weren't aware that it was an actual trademark for the city of uh, New York. So so the, if you get a chance of an original poster, they're actually worth quite a bit. That's oh, amazing. Despite it Trying being Jason Ma- Takes Manhattan poster. But here's the kicker. A lot of those have been remade recently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, it's the cheesiest of the, out of them all. It is by far dripping with cheese out of all of them. Yeah. Like teenagers doing cocaine on a boat. Are you fucking kidding me? One thing that I will say about that film is that it doesn't get hurt by censorship. No. I don't feel. I feel like it's it, it, it's a horror comedy as much as you can go with it had the Friday the it 13th, had the I guess. least I don't gruesome know. kills out of all the, out of all the yeah. series. Like they weren't like gruesome at all well, that series just got tamer and tamer and tamer yeah. it's almost pg yeah. towards the end oh, for which sure. is hilarious considering the fact that like literally the the original poster was like the scary or the original ad that they put out before they even made a fucking movie or made wrote a script was like the scariest movie you'll ever see in this kind of thing so it's jason's mom versus jason jason's mom wins 
Mother knows best. Yes, of course. Friday one. Fuck you, Brandon. Anyone? <laughs> anyone going against that? No, no, no. Okay. Of course not. I look. For, I always look at Devin for sympathy, and it's not coming my way. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening on that one. All right. <clears throat> oh, this could be the first upset of the day, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Or would this be the first upset? Yeah, it would. I think it would. What do we got? Yeah, 1988's Child's Play, our sixth seat, sitting at 6.5 on IMDb, going up against Halloween 6. Which one was Halloween 6 again? Paul Rudd. That's what I call it. Hall- Halloween 6, colon, Curse of Paul Michael Rudd. Myers. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, it's called Paul Rudd. The Curse of Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't the one with the kid, right? And if, yeah, of course, he's, yeah, he's, he plays Tommy, all grown up, all groated up from the first one. Very supernatural. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the 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 new Blu- Blu-ray set has a, like an uncut director's uh, version that is much better than the original. Yeah. So I haven't seen the original in a long time, but I saw the uncut one about a year ago. Yeah, see the original. Same. I see the original like every year on AMC. Um, <laughs> it's always it's always the he same was in Clueless the same year. Yeah, he was. He also did a Super Nintendo commercial. Yeah, that's right. He did. So Child's Play hasn't been getting much love. No, Child's Play hasn't been getting a lot of love, and and uh, it's no secret. This is probably the most that I'll ever push for a Chucky theme now, in a show. Bu- I'm not a huge fan. Um, Why is that? Why do you think Child's Play doesn't really resonate with you? Because a lot of people do. I mean, it, it, when you talk about the canon of these slasher movies, Chucky's always there. Yeah, and he's mm. important. And I and I understand the lineage of him. But and, at the same time, how hard is it to kick a fucking doll the longest yard? Like, well, seriously. but in like he he has the soul of a huge serial killer inside of him. So like the idea is that like yeah, but he probably he doesn't weigh like the, a human. But he's weight. supernatural. It's a supernatural. It's no different than if like you could make Candyman that big, and he would still be like he'd be able to show up if you said his name five times in a mirror it's the same thing um so i I don't really knock it for that my big problem was because i didn't see these movies until i was older because my family didn't like them and so i was inherently biased towards them before i ever saw them then when i saw them i'd already seen so much better in terms of horror comedy because I'd seen, or in my mind, because I'd seen the Evil Dead films, for example. Mm. And, you know, although number one is not really funny, or it's not really a comedy per se, although it is funny. It's like gross they, to be a comedy. But, yeah, like, two is a work of art and in in the in that feel. And I just feel like that there's a lot better in, in what they were trying to achieve. That being said, I still respect Chucky. Um, I also... While, for example, I can understand Freddy because Freddy is charismatic to me and he is um, he's an embodiment of evil that is having fun. But he is not inherently a joke at the root of him. Whereas I feel as though someone was sitting around and was like, you know, what, what would take Freddy to the next level would be if we just made it a fucking joke off the jump and we just like put like the most evil thing you know, put a yeah, someone that could be a fucking slasher into the body of a toy. Yeah, I feel like they're like, oh, these these Freddy films, uh, Nightmare films are really popular. Let's do something like that, mm. um, and take these elements that that as a, the the 
getting goofier and goofier and sort mm. of throw it into it. Uh, there is something sort of charming, though, about this little doll, like, cursing really bad. And yeah, swearing yeah. And, like, I'm not saying the films aren't funny. They 100% uh, are funny. Yeah. Um, and they there are tense moments. I... I love how but, you get to be honest when people call him an ugly doll. Yeah. Like kids are like, that's the ugliest toy I've ever seen. And then you just see his like eyebrows just go to pissed off. It's <laughs> all mad. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, kid. And I find myself, uh, I can relate, you know, not to his origins, but I can relate to Freddy in the idea of like doing something really bad and really loving it. Or Jason in terms of just like an, you know, almost just partially or, or subservient to an idea that has overwhelmed him because blah 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 you know just endlessly seeking vengeance almost blind well completely blindly um and that, you know michael myers this idea of an unstoppable force this idea at, again as michael myers developed more of a storyline it's another problem that we're going to have with this film with six is as as that develops it's like I, I i don't care like i want him to be like john carpenter's vision i want him to and deborah hill i want him to be Human. the shape i want him to be nothing i want him to be void of anything but yeah. So this I, one's I, hard, but like I, this is the closest we we've had. I term. generally don't like movies with kids of that age. You know, yeah. they're sort of irritating in real life and on film. Yeah, there's not too many directors that can do kids well. Uh, you know, Spielberg comes to mind as someone who can do kids fairly well. Um, obviously, we talked about in a recent episode the the, the episode the faculty of horror joined us for. Um, the Stephen King talk that King does kids very well. And so some of his adaptations have been uh, very well cast and very well performed as a result of that. But I think that the writing is the basis of that. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm going to put my vote in now. Mm -hmm. um, child's play is part of the canon. It's, it's uh, a lot of people like it. There's a whole bunch of sequels for a reason, yeah. it's a better film. but, but, I, I, I don't have love for it, so I'm going to go with Halloween. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the curse of Paul Rudd. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, exa the blessing see, of see, Paul we, Rudd. I should have just shut the fuck up and let you talk, because you just said exactly what I was feeling in one sentence. So from now on, Trevor runs the show. Devin? Um, it's a tough one. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw a wrench in the gears for the sake of it and just say child's play. Okay. You leave the final factor to me. So, all right. You pick child's play, right? Yeah, we're gonna go curse of Paul Rudd. Nick's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Halloween six, Nick's revenge goes through. <laughs> it's Ginger's Revenge. Yep, Ginger's underscore revenge. revenge. <laughs> I think if if we were doing this like maybe fifteen to twenty years ago, uh, my yeah. choice would have been very different. Look, look, I'll, I, yeah, I should step back and say like Child's Play is clearly a better made film, you know, in the theatrical release at least. I, I but I but it's know. been so long. It's I like, love Halloween Six though, man. But here's the kicker: when you when you this time of year when you put on like one of the old classic films, you're usually either <clears> going to be choosing between either Michael Myers, the first Halloween, one of the Friday the Thirteenth, and one of the Elm Street. Nobody will ever pick Child's Play to watch at this time of year. 
It has to like it has to be. It has to be. I don't you, know. have to, you have to walk into it. There are diehards of this of that series that are like cursing us right now, uh, and, and and I'm certain of it. You know. I have a child's play T-shirt that I wear, but I got it as a gift. Yeah, so. there you mm-hmm. go. All right, one of my favorites on this list: 1994's New Nightmare, taking on Candyman Three. I don't even like Candyman Three when you put it up against the other two. Like it's not a bad flick; it's pretty good. But never when you put Candy it up Man against 3. the other two, Candyman's and they're not. It's uh, Day of the Dead. Um, a new nightmare is fucking amazing. I don't think there's any question on this. Yeah, new nightmare. I, I I'll go ahead and vote right away. I don't need to talk about it. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah new for nightmare. Sure. All right, goes through sweep. Ooh. Okay. This might be a tough one. Yeah. I like this one. All right, so it's 1984's Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter, sitting at 5.9 on IMDb, going up against, oh, Nightmare 5, the Dream Child. I like this one. This might be tough, like you said, Trevor. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. The last final Friday the Thirteenth movie ever to be made. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for a lot, for a while at least. Well, you're both you and East are partial to the Feldman uh, Feldman Fridays, aren't you, Nick? Yeah, I find them funny. Yeah, because nothing stops Jason Voorhees <laughs> than a bald Corey Feldman <laughs> screaming at the top of the stairs. <laughs> uh, yeah, initial thoughts: I'd probably go Friday. Four, but I haven't got uh, you know a horse in the race, so to speak. So yeah, but Friday Four had like another supernatural element with the kid and like how he's got like, super, like he can sense Jason or whatever yeah, like it yeah. was. And it's like okay, keep it to Jason is the one with the supernatural powers and no. have them run around. I don't agree. I feel like <laughs> Nightmare Five is where it really starts to go off the rails. Yeah. Like you, there's a, a whole killing sequence where it's animated. Um, where he's mm-hmm. like like a comic and, and mm-hmm. slashing up mm-hmm. paper. I'm like, this is not scary. This is just goofy. Mm-hmm. Although there is the the cool scene where he sort of turns into the motorcycle, um, and becomes part of the motorcycle, which which, which is which is dope. <laughs> and like the you know the the parts of the bike going into the guy's veins and stuff. That, that, that was dope. <laughs> All right, votes, gentlemen. Friday four, Nightmare five. Nightmare five. Trevor? I think I'm going to go Friday 4. Nice. And Devin's going to screw me. I kind of hope he does. But I hate no. when these decisions come down to me. Ow. Nightmare. Really? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a coin flip. I'm just, me. I'm really shocked because Devin's actually agreeing with me. <laughs> You also get a lot more of uh, Freddy's backstory in that film. Yep. Which is sort of interesting. Mm. You know? Something that I like about Candyman, too, which we already eliminated. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Um, and if you notice, we also eliminated uh, Halloween 3 from this competition because it isn't a slasher. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay. Um, so, our number 12 seat, Halloween 4. The Return of Michael Myers, 1988. Mm. I know, this 5. very 5.9 well. on IMDb, and that is going up against 
Halloween 5, 1989, 5.2 on IMDb, and that's our 21 seat. I'll go 5. Halloween 5. You're going to go 5? Yeah. Timmy Who Stutters and The Mutinies. It's okay. a win. Devin? 4 or 5. Zoo. It's like the same fucking movie, dude. It's like a two-part. I don't play, even care which one you go with. They play it every year. They always do. Like, you want the first part of the... See, this is my problem with both these films, is that you ruin Michael Myers for me, because now I already know too much about the guy. It's like... It's the difference if some fucking guy came out of nowhere and hacked me apart, or if Nick did it. It's like, you know... Why would I do it? Well, I'm just saying, I know you, so it's, you know, it's... It would be like, oh, that's a shame. If I was sorry, if if someone came out of nowhere and hacked Devin apart, and then if if uh, and then Devin. if you hacked Devin apart, it'd be like on one end, I'd I'd be like, oh man, some fucking psycho is on the loose. And if it was Nick, I'd be like, oh, you know, you De- <laughs> Devin must have been a dick to him or something. <laughs> <laughs> Devin must have voted against him. I don't know four four. Shit, I'm gonna go four. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Four goes through. Oh man! All right, what's our next? What's our what's our last? All right, we got two more. Meeting left. a donut here. Come on, man. Come on, you're the. I know I'm the one that wants. You're to the dictator of this thing. So 1982's Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Yay! Is our next one up, and it uh, first appearance of uh, the the legendary hockey mask going up against Friday Seven, the New Blood. I'm going to start it off. Friday 3. That's where the mask comes in. That's where everybody knows the mask. It's pretty much iconic. It's, 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 it's iconic. Go Friday 3. Yeah. Is that your yeah. vote? <laughs> His vote is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's either you're saying yeah to me or yeah to the donut. No, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go for, for Friday 3 as well. Let's close this one up quick. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to go 7. Uh, yeah. Uh, not, not, not to rock the boat, but Jason looks the coolest in 7. His mask is yeah, all fucked up. Right. He's all... He's got he's all, zombie Jason, He's right? zombie Jason. Yeah. That, that's that's uh, Kane Hodder. You know, it's like... It's, it's often viewed as like the most... The quintessential version of Jason. The the aesthetically, movie aesthetically, yeah. the movie might be worse, but Jason looks cooler. Um, <laughs> That's where he's got the bone poking through uh, the uh, the. Or is like his right? back yeah. is like all protruding and like boned out or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. Well, I'm not changing my vote. Well, no, no. Friday three wins. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because like in three, the mask doesn't look like what you think of jason you know it's 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 yeah it's much more clean and sort of, yeah he just picked it up he just, he just picked bought it, up. it yeah. yeah he just went to the corner he went to the general store outside of uh crystal Lake. yeah he just came out of play it again sports hacked them all up and fucking took the mask and then ooh, the next one's interesting interesting <laughs> versus <laughs> you you might you might just push a Chucky through after all. You're mm. just giving a shit, Trevor, about not liking Chucky or me shit specifically. But how? Yeah, which is not my fault. I don't get a vote. All right. All right. Oh, our final matchup of our knockout round is Child's Play 2 going up against Halloween H2O. So this is a real, this is a real winner. I like your gentleman, 1998. I liked Halloween H2O. Yeah. I really did. It was Josh like, Hartnett. 
Yeah, but it was more Jamie Lee Curtis fighting back. Jamie Lee, LL Cool J. Yeah, <laughs> fighting. It was just her deciding to fight back, and like she goes toe to toe with her brother, which is awesome. Yeah, I just don't like that it is her brother, you know. So whatever. Um, but it is a well written film. I think it's funny. It feels like I've been arguing about that with a bunch of people in the past few weeks, and then. Just to, just to be a fucking dick on the Mermel uh, Facebook page, I posted uh, a uh, a lit reactor article talking about um, a handful of well written uh, horror movies to watch around Halloween. And Halloween H two O is the last one in that article. Mm. And, and I just I got a bunch of text messages from family members and friends and stuff like that. Like I see what you're doing, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, it's well written in my mind, but it's not well executed. I think it was better on the page than it was in practice, but it's still pretty decent. Child's Play two, I think we chucked the Chuck. Yeah, yeah I think we. I literally think he's out the door. Yeah, him and wait, Candyman move on in one round. Yeah, no, Candyman moved on. He won't make it through now. Oh fuck you! I love that movie. I, uh, yeah, you don't got a vote, so hey, uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. uh Halloween H2O goes through, gentlemen. LL Cool J. I like it. So Busta didn't make it, but LL did. It's a Josh Hartnett. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. That can be many things. All right. Do you guys want to take a little break real quick, come back and uh, and get into... We're going to do one more knockout round, I think. And then we'll... And then when we get down to the final eight... We'll talk in detail. Is that cool? Sounds good. Works All right. for me. So we'll take a break, come back, and, and then yell at each other some more. Awesome. Foolish friends, Freddy Krueger is on your phone. Dial this number now. I've got some tales to tell. Freddy's favorite bedtime stories. <laughs> Dead time stories. All brand new and straight from my boiler room to your home. On your phone. So dial this number now if you dare. Tell them Freddy sent you. $2 the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Children, get your parents' permission before you dial. All right, so we're back and one more knockout round, gentlemen, to get this down to our final eight films. Are we ready? Wait, I'm not ready. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. All right. First matchup in our second round, it's 78's Halloween going up against, oh my god, this is hard, Nightmare 3. How is it hard? Dream Warriors. This is fucking hard, man. You don't even get a vote, so it's not really that hard. Okay, it's not hard for me, you're right. But, two good flicks. Like, I I know that Sanity will prevail here, and or I hope so, but two good flicks. It's sad to eliminate one of these early on any thoughts gentlemen or you want to just go to the vote i'm up for the vote uh i feel like everyone's just sitting here mulling it over quietly i'm gonna fuck with the conventions here and i'm gonna say just nightmare just for i don't know i just like it more yeah halloween just it's too fucking slow for me i don't know I, i can't uh i enjoy the slow uh, yeah, like he- he- Heather Langenkamp, all three appearances in the Nightmare series, you know, where she's, like, 
quote unquote the final girl per se. They're they're like they're my favorite of the series, no doubt. And also, I just adore her. She's the poster child. Yeah, Nancy's Nancy's the best. So, this is really hard. I know, right? This is really really hard because I love Nightmare Three. I love it. But what is this? Is this is what's the better film? No, you just. Or go, what do you like better? Dude, go oh. with your heart. Go with your heart. If we have an upset here, well, one thing to keep in mind is that we did spend one whole segment of this, you know, slasher fest talking about Halloween. So I'm not going to cry. I know it's the better film, but if you guys are voting with your heart and you eliminate it, I'm not going to cry about it. So you're going Halloween, Nick. Yep. And you're going Nightmare Three. Debonge. I'm a fan of the slow burn. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're bringing that back. <laughs> I was a Carpenter fan. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, I love Nightmare Three. Nightmare I Three is amazing, but Halloween is what set the stage for everything. Yeah, it yeah. may be one of the best. Oh, it may be one of the best films. I mean, just the of cre- the, of just the, the creep out shots of like the far shots of him just standing by a tree and then he's gone, mm. like the whole time he's just standing there. Like you, like turn around, kid. He's there. It changed everything from the techniques they used to make that film happen at such a low budget. The, sh- the fact that it was shot in twenty days and like the you 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 have to think. You know, uh, just everything was against them, and they made a true work of art. And anyone that is involved in that film, whether it's John Carpenter, whether it's Deborah Hill, whether it's, you know, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, any of the fucking five people that play Michael Myers at different points. The score. The, yeah, like everything is, yeah. it's just unbelievable that that, oh, that, I, that it, film came out of that. Donald Pleasance. If it wasn't as iconic as it as it is, yeah, then yeah, Nightmare Three would pass on. Well, as you said in an earlier episode two, Nightmare Three is a little bit more of an action film at times than some of the other ones in the series. So I understand. So Halloween's going through. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna cry here, guys. It's really emotional. First fucking matchup of. <laughs> All right, uh, second matchup of our second round, Halloween 2, going up against Candyman. Now, most of my childhood occurred in the 90s, and I'm going to try and sway you guys a little bit. I love Halloween 2, but... I wouldn't mind seeing Tony Todd get through another round. I think there's something magical about the first Candyman. I think it's... One, you're talking about probably the first uh, black horror antagonist. What was the line when... What about Blackula? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and they they wanted Eddie Murphy for Candyman, too. uh, Which would have been a very different movie, I feel like, but... um, The female lead when she's in the police station in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. What was the line that they used? Oh, um... Candyman bitch? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
Um, I, I just watched that the other day, and actually one of the guys from The Wire is in the lineup. Yep. He doesn't say anything. Yep. The guy that goes, sheet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like... I really love the first Candyman. But I really, really like Halloween too. I like, I like how them it just both. Picks right up after the first one. Yeah, yeah. There's something to the, uh, and it's even more creepy because like you're confined to a damn hospital. Like she's stuck in that fucking hospital with Michael Myers. Yeah. In the morgue, apparently. Mm. It's in the morgue, or you got away. I can't remember. I just, I don't know. Like. I... Because then it makes the next match of Halloween versus Halloween no, 2. No, I can't think about you that. You can't look but, at it, no. But you like, can't look at it that way. You know. I, because I, you never know. Somebody might like Halloween 2 better than Halloween 1. Okay, that's fair. But I, 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 I don't know, man. Remakes. Like, if I, again, I'm a child of the 90s. I love Tony Todd. I love what he says about the fact that, like, he was looking for his Phantom of the Opera. And he found it in this film. And I love that idea because I also love Phantom of the Opera. I saw it three times when it was here in Toronto. Two of them was Paul Stanley playing the role of the Phantom. Really? Yeah, which awesome. is fucking brilliant. Um, and and I do see the similarities uh, between that film and, uh, and Phantom. And I also think it's just a really, really, really brilliant... Um, take on the idea of an urban legend before you had films like urban legend or or others or even the idea of like that uh, the kids telling the stories around the campfire and stuff like that it's another uh take on that a little bit of a religious connotation to the whole thing and the, the notion that every uh the the people who kind of uh live in this community are the ones who um who kind of make Candyman real and make and because they believe that like Helen is at the end, and they make her real per se, you know this kind of thing. So there and the structure is really weird for a slasher, and I love that. Um, and it doesn't matter. There's not a lot of kills. It matters more. There's not a lot of kills in a lot of these first films. It's the emotion of the kills that does the work, and I really fucking like it, man. I really, really, really like it. I don't know. Halloween two is fucking classic though. Yeah. I'm not. I don't care which way you guys go. I'm just talking about Candyman because I just have this sneaking suspicion that it's going to go out. But shall we vote? Um, yeah, I'll make it easy again. Um, just because Halloween, you know, again, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't. I've never really liked um sort of slow tension style. Mm. I, I and yeah. To be honest, my recollection of number two is not as great as, as the rest of the series. I don't know if it breaks from that that much, mm-hmm. but it's never really been a favorite of mine as a result. There's not much nostalgia there for me. Mm-hmm. Candyman. Nice. So. I'm going to go Candyman. Oh, I love it. And I'm out. Nick. <laughs> That that's that's an upset, and I uh, I like that a lot. I, but I, I can, wish I can respect that upset. Yeah. Oh fuck, man. Like the I'm I'm so Just happy. The backstory is so great. I know, right? Um, performances are, are are wonderful, and um, I'm not even sure in the first one if I really believe the Candyman is real. You know, like you, yeah. you it's sort of like it could just be mental illness if you yeah. pay attention to it, except for like you know the the stinger at the end. Yeah, um, it's uh, you you can read into it on multiple levels, and I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think good it, it was one of the one of the the um, the first movies that really. <clears throat> fucking spooked me as a kid i think like it was the whole um 
I remember uh, one of my cousins had uh, had like freaked us all out with the whole Bloody Mary and the, the mirror thing. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that um, with with Candyman just became this thing where where uh, I don't know, like it, it, you know, it was that that sort of a, irrational fear that like you know stand in a mirror say Candyman three times, I don't five know, times, like five times, yeah, like. <laughs> Like maybe it'll happen. I don't know. Like you know, yeah, I'm not testing it. I'd say it like, <laughs> you'd say it like four times, and then just be like, Ooh, "I'm not scared. I just won't do it." Like there's just, <laughs> just no point because it's just stupid. <laughs> All right, move on. Mm. All right, next matchup. Oh wow, 1981's Friday the Thirteenth Part Two going up against Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. 1986 only uh two or sorry only th- yeah two points with two decimals of a of a percentile um separating these two films very close one um yeah I, this one's a toss-up for me i like both flicks i remember seeing jason lives at a very young age but friday 2 is fucking great man any thoughts gentlemen or you want to go to the vote I think uh, we we spent some time talking about two, so mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have to go over that again. Uh, I'd say, yeah, let's vote. Let's vote. All right, votes. Uh, Why don't you kick us off this time, Trevor? Because Nick keeps getting fucked, <laughs> and not in the good way. <laughs> Proper fucked. Jason <laughs> lives is fun, but it's it's coming at a time where the series is sort of getting old. Uh, Friday two. Uh, is way better. It's far superior. Highly underrated film in the franchise. And I don't watch it as much. I actually watch yeah. Jason Lives more. I, same. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, I I got to go back and give some respect too because I love that flick. Devange? Or do you want to go... Nick, you want to kick... You want to vote first? I'm kind of scared to vote because I know Devin's just going to pick against me. Well, then, Devin, you it, go. It is true. I am going to do that. So, <laughs> All so right. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I no. am going to go Friday, too. Yeah, no, I was going to go Friday, too. So All right, cool. It's unanimous. Perfect. <laughs> scared. I knew that I was going to vote Friday, too, so oh, I didn't uh, want to, you know, you I were trying to, to fake suspense. craft some tension there, All just right. in case. Perfect. You have to be slow with tension. <clears throat> Hashtag slow burn? Yes. <laughs> that changes All right. So our, sorry, last odd number match up here, and then we'll go to the even number bracket. Uh, Freddy versus Jason going up against a Nightmare on Elm Street numero cat. I love Freddy versus Jason. I really do. I had fun with this movie. Uh, yeah. I really had fun with it. And the kills, some of them were just gruesome. No, it's great. It's a. It, it, I know it's goofy and fun, and, and but like that's what it's supposed to be. The main character. It's funny though because they go to Crystal Lake. They like J- uh, Jason's in a coma in the back of a van. They go to Crystal Lake, and she falls asleep to go after Freddy to bring him out, so those two can go at it. Mm. So she's wandering around Crystal Lake, and Freddy's just fucking with her. Mm. All of a sudden, you see two camp counselors going at it like jackrabbits, and it turns into Freddy fucking a dead body. It's like this bitch is limp. And he throws her away and then chases her. So the jokes are there too, which is a which I really enjoy. Yeah, that sounds hilarious. It's, kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's a little necrophilia. Yeah. 
But it's Freddy, so he's alive. Still having my morning coffee here, Chief. Take it easy. We're I'm talking to later rounds. You bring Freddy Krueger into necrophilia. Yeah, right? I know it's going to happen. Uh, so I take it you're going Freddy versus Freddy Jason. versus Jason. I had more fun with Freddy versus Jason. Sir Trevor, um, Dream Master, or I like the Dream Master. Yeah, I've always liked it. I rewatch it probably more than any of the other ones. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like You're... it. It's it's not good, um, but <laughs> I, I love it. You know, I love it. There's a lot of really fun stuff uh, in it. Um, there's a scene where he's on the beach and his knife comes as like, like, like a shark fin through the yeah. water and he's putting on shades <laughs> and cracking jokes. I like it. Freddy versus Jason. I saw it and I was like, yeah, all right. I'm glad I saw it, but I don't have any love for it. So, okay. Yeah. Bonge. <laughs> it comes down to me. Um, Freddy versus Jason. Really? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Nick's feeling a little better about himself. I like it. It's a tough... That actually sort of makes me happy because (laughs) Dream Warriors didn't make it. And Four made it before Dream Warriors. Four made it? Oh, I know. Don't worry. Freddy versus Jason might go out next round. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the odd number brackets. Last knockout round, and then we can get into these films, the remaining... Eight films in a little more detail. Oh, okay. The original, A Nightmare on Elm Street, going up against the original Friday the 13th. Nightmare. I'm just going to vote. Yeah. Yeah, Nightmare, for sure. Nightmare. I'll save the detail. We'll save the details for after because there's so much to talk about. That was easier than I thought. I'm really sad to see Friday go, man. That's one of my favorite slasher flicks, period. <sighs> All right. Halloween numero cease, Curse of Paul Rudd. Going up against Oh, New Nightmare. There's no question. I just, no uh, question. I'm sitting here thinking that you guys are gonna blurt it out. I wanna rewatch that like tonight. Yeah. I, I love New Nightmare. It's great. Yeah, New, Nightmare. Yeah, New Nightmare. It's <laughs> So good. Six is only there because it was up against Child's Play. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, going up against Halloween 4. Now, Nick, you were pushing for Halloween 5 out of these two. I wonder if your mind changes now that it's 4 going through. It's still 4 because I do like the whole aspect of it. He's cha- he's running down his knees. So, yeah, I'll go. I don't like the backstory to Michael Myers, but I got <laughs> out of it's these two. It's still creepy. Out of these two. Still, it's still a child. Like It's still a little girl running around on Halloween being chased by a giant man. That scares the shit out of any kid. Yeah. Like, seriously, if you're a kid and you're being chased down by some giant monster of a man with a knife. Yeah, and a Captain Kirk mask. Yeah, it was a Captain Kirk mask. (laughs) You're definitely shitting bricks. Not anymore at that point, really, but yeah. Yeah, Dream Child has some interesting stuff with the backstory of Freddy, but it is not scary at all. It's a comedy at that point. Yeah. And it sort of gets irritating, too, when when time starts to loop. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm tired of this. Okay, you've done it like three or four times, and... So are we going, where are we here? Are we going Halloween 4? Is that where we're at? My vote doesn't matter, so I'm going to go with Freddy. <laughs> I'm going to stand by my man. 
<laughs> Stand by <laughs> your man. Okay, final matchup of our second round, gentlemen. Friday three versus LL Cool J <laughs> versus Halloween H two O. Thoughts? I, I can't even champion. I can't even justify H two O going through against Halloween. Against I Friday like 3. both these movies. I, don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> I know I sound crazy right uh, now. I just want to be clear. I know I sound insane. There's nothing more that I enjoy than a pissed off Jamie Lee Curtis. There's nothing more on film that I enjoy than a pissed off Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting here and all I can see over Devin's monitors are his eyes. And when I said I like both these movies, he just shook his head and then stared at me. <laughs> With, like, a frown, like, you know, he's, just, uh, like, why are you the host of this show? <laughs> but, yeah. Friday 3. Friday 3 Halloween introduced H2O. an iconic mask that yep. changed horror forever, and Halloween H2O has LL Cool J in it. Okay, so H2O, then? <laughs> 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 Moving along with Friday 3. How are you wanna, let's do the votes officially. Nick? Friday 3. Trevor? Friday 3. Devin? Uh, it doesn't matter, but Mama said, knock you out, Jason. <laughs> so, H2O. <laughs> Go down with the ship. <laughs> he went down with the ship and Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> I almost wrote LL Cool J again. Do we have Jason uh, goes to space on this? uh, Uh, Yeah, Jason X already went out. Oh, okay, right. It was X. Yeah. Went up against Nightmare 3. Spacing. Spacing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as much as that that film is crappy, uh, yeah, the the scene where where the face shatters. Yeah, that was incredible. I love that one. All the weird <laughs> stuff with the robots' nipples too. Yeah. It's like, I want. How come I don't have those? Uh, I didn't make them for you yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? Let's take a break again so we can get set up. Talk about how we're going to do this next round because we're going to do them in detail. We're going to take it right through to the finals. So we'll break right now. We'll go through to the finals and then we'll break once more and do the finals. Okay. So uh, we'll come right back and get into detail with our final eight films, which are Halloween, Candyman, Friday 2, Freddy vs. Jason, the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, A New Nightmare, Halloween 4, and Friday 3. Big boys. Yep. I like it. On the final episode of Slasher Fest, the franchise that brought slasher films back to the mainstream. I like that movie. It was scary. Scream. Also, the Merble panelists make their picks for their favorite modern era slasher films. Coming on Halloween. Alright, so we're back. And we're into our final eight gentlemen. This is fun. I love doing brackets. I don't know why I was so pissy about it when uh, we were doing the Stephen King panel. Maybe I was just bracketed out. All right, so our first, what is this, quarterfinals matchup? 1978's classic Halloween going up against 1992's Candyman. Now, <laughs> you yeah, you can't even keep a straight face, Nick. I love it. All right, well then, let's start off with the 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 Candyman because I have a feeling he's going out here. No, you can't say it like that. 
I'm not going to say it five times. I don't tempt fate. Plus, we don't have a reflective surface around no, here. No, it's the Candyman, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Candyman, bitch. I hear you're looking for Candyman, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. In any case, I, I really like this first film. I wouldn't uh, consider I, uh, like Don't get me wrong. Candyman's good, but I kind of consider it more of a folklore movie than a slasher. But the folklore is built around a guy fucking slashing people up with a hook, dude. Nah. He's filled with bees. What's more scary than a big guy filled with bees? It's going to slash you with a hook. Yeah, to me, slashers are one killer, whether supernatural yeah. or not, stalking, stalking you in your own comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it fits the bill. Yeah. And I also love that the, the they do kind of... Uh, use the final girl to their own ends if you will like she becomes the legend so to speak and i love that despite her not wanting to do so mm. which is interesting so in this weird way Candyman does kind of get his way and i i love that um the candy man wins mm-hmm. and virginia madsen is the uh, fantastic in this film uh, I can remember as a kid because I'm a boy and, you know, you are you, – you're, anytime that any level of, like, you know, skin is shown to – I always remember that, like, that scene with the female cop, you know, being, like, you know, telling her to take off her clothes and just, like, the awkward – like, her just being so emotionally just destroyed. Drenched in blood. Drenched in blood and just, uh, you know, and having to, like, strip and – and I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, ooh, side booby. And then as an adult seeing that and being like, oh, my God, I can't believe what that woman has to go through. And it's just so interesting to me now to think of, like, how terrible of a child I must have been, <laughs> you know. But um, I don't know. It's a great flick. There's so much good stuff. It's funny. There's a story about uh, – I want to say it was the director of the flick, but I could be mistaken. Um, I'd have to look it up here while we're talking. But, uh, you know, in any case, so um, there's a story about the NAACP um, meeting with Bernard Rose. And uh, they're like, we don't understand why your producer sent you here. Because they were sent, they they were concerned, the producers of the film were concerned that that the film uh, was exploitative towards um, uh, African American culture, and so they sent them there. They, they, like, they, well, they, the projects they, are not no. shown very in very good. They're they're a bit exaggerated. They they are exaggerated, but <clears throat> they're um, like everything in film. They're they're uh, they're larger than life depictions thereof. And you have to create an environment where the folklore, this sort of thing, can build and and uh, and uh, uh, incubate, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I, I I I'm trying to think of how the story goes, but the gist of it is he shows up for this meeting, and they're like, "We don't understand why you're here," and uh, and he says, "Well, you know, this is the deal." And they're like, "Yes, but if if a why can't a black man be the antagonist of this film?" You know, if you can have Jason or Freddy or any of the other many killers, why can't, you know, and that, and they said, like, that's the only problem that we may see with the script. And it's like, no, just get out of here. And I find that so funny that, that, uh, we look at it now and we just see a film, but, um, 
like, how important that actually is to have like not not a obviously like Night of the Living Dead is is as a big cultural touchstone in terms of the first uh black protagonist in a horror film but this is the first you know african american antagonist in a horror film and that says something i feel like that is a cultural touchstone but what do i know i'm a fucking white kid from canada i don't understand american culture any more than i don't think america understands america <laughs> and we're not taking this show political yeah but it's just interesting that's all i'm saying any other thoughts on Candyman, or do you want to talk a little about Halloween before we cast our votes, gentlemen? You guys talked on Halloween in the last episode. Yeah, but there's things that we can still touch on, uh, you know. Um, that was a very brief segment. We've done two, three hours of talk on single movies before, and there True. are certainly many stories that... Uh, well, I mean, the story with this one is just incredible. I like it. I really like Halloween. Mm-hmm. As slow as it is, pacing-wise, it's like... You need that. Mm-hmm. This guy's slowly stalking her. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just slowly stalking this girl. And we don't know why. And it's... it's we don't know why. That's the kicker. We don't know why. It's truly so uh, perfect in its simplicity. I don't know. That's what I love about it. It's just... It's a simple film. You can take it at a very basic surface level. There's nothing... Uh, there's nothing that you don't need to get tied down in plot or anything. It's just everybody's going to fucking die because this guy is coming after you. You just got to wait and see. But, and I also like watching him drive around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is the quintessential final girl, and that's because of Halloween. It um, it looks beautiful. Like every every shot is done perfect, and it, it, it just – it feels – real as much as these things can feel real yeah Devin, any thoughts you want to cast our votes um no yeah votes i guess oh it's unanimous candy man yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually you know what Devin? because you're not uh, let's you haven't started one yet let's kick off with you halloween or candy man ah candy man shit Trevor? <laughs> I could be a real shit right now. Um, <laughs> somebody's going to throw a coffee at me. Um, Halloween, of course. Uh, and then you know where I'm going, Halloween. Okay. I have to. Doesn't bother me at all. I was, I was, gonna, I was a little upset last round about Candyman potentially going out. I'm very, very glad that he made it into the final eight. That's fine with me. He's so a contender, Halloween. definitely the lesser known of all the the big boys. Yeah. And we all know Michael Myers is a really big boy. It sounded kind of naughty. Um, <clears throat> Friday the 13th, part two, 1981, going up against Freddy versus Jason. You know I love Freddy versus Jason. I know, I do too, but like it's gone far enough <laughs> Okay, here, hold on. It's more fun. Freddy vs. Jason is just more fun. I had more fun watching this movie. Okay, but you... <laughs> do you watch these movies to just have a fun time, or do you watch them to get scared? Oh, I got scared a few times in this one. Okay. Where the stoner gets eaten by the giant Freddy slug. 
That's that's one of the things I think is one of the weaker parts of the film. That scene, I have a real problem with it. <laughs> Did you okay when they walk through the morgue and like the bodies start coming up? Okay, that was pretty creepy. Or even just the girl wandering off drunk at the campfire and going into the barn, and it's Freddy luring her in, but it's Jason who gets the final kill. And Freddie realizing that he can't control Jason's bloodlust. Yeah, I, I I like the idea of Freddie trying to manipulate Jason, don't get me wrong, but... <laughs> I like We're... Jason in the cornfield, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know, uh, like, I got nothing to say on Freddie versus Jason at this point, it's gone far enough in my mind. I was trying to push I'll get out. involved when we talk about two. Fuck. <laughs> Any other thoughts on Freddy versus Jason? Trevor? Or? Did Freddy versus Jason kill Kelly Rowland's career? Like, I haven't really seen yeah. that. Yeah, it did. It really yeah. did. <laughs> all right, but in all seriousness, Friday 2, I know that that is a good film. I, I love the notion of, um, of how they made it work. They didn't try and run from the lore... Uh, of the first film, they didn't try and move the setting there like they ended up doing in a lot of the later films. Like, there's only what three or four that are set at campgrounds, mm-hmm. and it's considered like the quintessential campground series. And yet, there's only two or three, uh, or three for sure that are set at um, that are set at a campground. And this flick, you know, it's got I I like all the characters. Um, it's a it's a it's a film where the men aren't fucking useless um, because usually they're literally just there for 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 the for fodder for the killer, which is fine. They're like the male character is the one that's kind of like, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, we shouldn't go and visit Camp Blood, you know. And it's uh, it's the female character who I would follow anywhere. So <laughs> that. Um, other than her crazy fucking seventies hair or eighties hair, but whatever. Seventies um, probably. Not, well, yeah, very seventies hairstyle, but it, it, it's the eighties. So, um, th- she's the one that's kind of egging, egging them on to go there and go there and go there. And of course, uh, the other thing that I love is that the guy that that pisses me off in number one, the one that's like, you know, you shouldn't be, or you know, I'm warned, you kids. You should, you're gonna die, like kind of thing. Like he just gets taken out so fucking quick in this one, and I was so happy to be rid of this motherfucker. Like, you know, he's, yeah. he's riding around the goddamn telephone booth on his bicycle. Is that how it works? He's riding around on his bicycle when when these two first pull into town, and uh, yeah, it drives me insane. Uh, I don't know. It's just. There's a lot of lovable characters. There's a lot of real characters. Freddy versus Jason has these characters that are like they're they're all just there to serve Freddy going up against Jason. They just need people to kill to facilitate the storyline, but they don't develop any of those characters. And you know, it I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be unhappy with this vote, but I hope I'm wrong. I hope that I am happy with it. Any other thoughts on Friday too? Who wants to kick off the voting? Devin should. Devin? Um, fuck the world. Freddy versus Jason. Fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Friday, too. Freddy versus Jason. I oh. hate you guys. I'm so- 
<laughs> yeah, but look what it's going up against That's in this session. Yeah, I'm so embarrassed to be on this fucking podcast right now. <laughs> you, right. Just, you just dropped a whole bunch of listeners. Yeah, right like now. everyone's unsubscribe button. Yeah, it's funny. We, we say that all the time when I'm on the show and I make a stupid comment. Base Jam for best sports movie. Fucking Freddy versus Jason for best slasher movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously, how the hell did Space Jam not win? Because it's, it's not travesty. good. It's a fucking travesty is what it is. No, it's a travesty. You guys picked a league of their own. Oh, here we go. Freddy versus Jason. I can't, <laughs> I can't believe this. Oh, yeah. We're making it interesting today. All right. It's the original A Nightmare on Elm Street. 1984 classic. 7.5 on IMDb, our number two seat, going up against our number eight seat, 1994's New Nightmare, 6.4 on IMDb. This is, this is, I'm glad I don't have a vote in this one, because I love both these flicks a hell of a lot. I love seeing the entire cast of, uh, the first nightmare film for the most part back for new nightmare um you know the as i said before i traditionally kind of like in my mind the the nightmare kind of nancy trilogy i kind of split up the series that way i like i like having heather langenkamp in the films she's something special for the franchise obviously um we were joking off air i was telling you guys uh she's uh She's in Star Wars into or Star Trek Into Darkness as uh, as Moto, and if you don't know who that character is, just go look it up because she's in one scene. Um, but yeah, which is fantastic. She, I heard a story where she was at a Star Trek convention, and a bunch of people were like, "Well, yeah, I know who you are, but why are you here?" She's like, "I was, I was in Star Trek Into Darkness." No, you weren't. <laughs> kind of thing. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. They're good flicks, man. And it's funny because these two both have a similar kill. We were talking about it, the revolving room. Well, not re- revolving room in real life kill. Um, uh, let's talk about those two kills specifically, if you wouldn't mind for a second. Because, Devin, when we first started talking about a new nightmare, you or starting uh, talking about new nightmare, you brought up the hospital kill of the babysitter. Mm-hmm. I super, super dig that kill. I love that. Uh, I think it's the best one in the film. The way that it's shot, where uh, you know you can see Freddy. The, yeah, from the, the Ki- kids' point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then everybody, um, everybody else can only see you know the the babysitter being like dragged up to the roof. It's just like the the you know gravity all fucked up like she you know she's on the roof like it's the floor and then all of a sudden it all snaps back into reality at some point and she just like drops from the roof yeah it's just and even uh, the second that freddie like turns to and says like something you know like threatens dylan Mm. you know i love that yeah it's fucking cool and then the kid takes off across the fucking highway which is fantastic Oh, I don't like when Freddy's like taking out the entire sky during that. Yeah, the cloud. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Great flick. 
It's a great flick. Yeah, the breadcrumbs thing. I love Wes Craven's attachment to ner- uh, like um, nursery rhymes. Yeah, and like and children's stories and so forth. I love the the idea of all this. So you got the like obviously in 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 the first film, which I don't think was his decision, but I'm sure he adored it. Was the one two Freddy's coming for you three four or lock your door yeah five six grab your crucifix yeah. seven eight stay up late nine ten never sleep again yep. Um, There's more to it. I think, I think that's it. <laughs> um, and then obviously with this one, the whole Hansel and Gretel thing, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. And even just if, for those who are familiar with the series, they know all the stories of uh, Wes Craven's inspiration actually being a handful of cases where people did die in their sleep, or you know, were terrified of of um, of that of dying in their sleep. Yeah. yeah, and uh, the actual character of Freddy is based on an old man he saw walking down the street outside his window <laughs> yeah, when he was a when kid. when he was a kid. And just got freaked out and stuck in his stuck mind. Stuck in his head, yeah. So cool. And then obviously he he plays uh, he plays Freddy, so to speak, in uh, the first Scream movie. <laughs> Freddy the janitor for the one scene. I love it. We'll get to that in episode four most likely. Yeah, Craven gets a lot of credit for sort of uh, the meta aspects of of Scream, but a lot of people forget that he sort of played with these ideas with New Nightmare mm-hmm. first. Yeah, and I don't think this is the first film that that touches on this. We talked about student bodies in another episode. We've even talked about how uh, Slumber Party Massacre and that whole series is technically uh, it's the whole thing is tongue in cheek. And technically, kind of gets more and more crazy as the series progresses. So, uh, with that being said, I think this is a really interesting way of doing it. I love the scene where um, where Heather is at Wes's house talking to him, and uh, the scene finishes, and instead of it just cutting to the next scene, it cuts to a shot of of his computer screen. And it's just the last words that they had just said to each other, written in the script that he's working on, with a few, uh, with a flashing I- icon there or whatever. You, it's quite good. Um, it's a good moment. And then obviously the end of the um, film when she comes out um, with Dylan and uh, they find Wes's script sitting on the bed. You know, thank you for playing Nancy again. Or one last time, or whatever it was, and it's um, it gets me in the feels. Plus, I just I I said off air, and I might as well put it in the episode, so everybody fucking knows how nuts I am about those fucking beautiful blue eyes that dance there that Heather Langkamp has. Fuck, man. All right, should we? Oh, sorry. I guess we should talk about <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, because. Uh, You've been lobbying pretty damn hard for yeah. your nightmare. Hey, man. <laughs> I love the film. A lot of the time when we do these brackets, I talk more about the one that I think is going to get knocked out, but it has this counteracting kind of thing yeah, where, where people to... get hyped up about the one that I think is going to go. That happened with Roadhouse in the 80s Action Week tournament. I put it through three rounds because I kept thinking it was going to go. I love Roadhouse. Yeah, I know. Roadhouse, Roadhouse is great. Devin. <laughs> oh no, Devin was on my side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was it? It was uh I think it was East Danny and uh and uh Dave that were all like nope. Yeah, but sorry, like Patrick you said, Swayze. Swayze points his toes. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> but we're talking right. horror movies. All right. Nightmare. Nightmare on Elm Street. What What a cool flick. I love let, From Let's the start. Yeah, let's talk about that first uh, the first the f- kill? The first kill of the film. It was just violent. Like, I remember, I just, I haven't watched it in a very long time, so I kind of forgot about it. Mm. I watched it recently this week. I'm just watching and watching, and all of a sudden I see the first kill, I'm like, holy shit, they got away with this in the 80s? Mm-hmm. Like, that chick's getting flung around a room, blood everywhere. Yeah, it really is about the flinging of her, the like flailing of her flung, body. But, like, the yeah. blood spatter, too, and it's just like, they caught, like Wes Craven got away with this at a time where like it could have been either way like the rated R or not, not they could have said no you know you can't put that on screen like even now there's certain things that you can't put on screen like fuck but that got away with it may I just um, interject with uh, something that I've noticed about the film and I don't know if there's any merit to it so feel free to stop me at any point if you think that I'm crazy because it wouldn't be the first time that someone's told me that but. Uh, <laughs> I love the parody in this film to the idea of uh, the Janet Lee character in Psycho. So you have this – I think that people and, – and it applies to Halloween as well and it applies to a lot of the films that I find um, – it applies to Scream as well. Um, for example, where you, the film opens up and you, you're introduced to Tina. Okay? So you're in her nightmare. And you're following her, um, and and then she becomes the first victim, just as you're becoming acquainted with her. And you're just kind of getting to know the other characters peripherally, but the most time that you've really had has been with Tina up until this point. And I love that idea, because it, it just constantly, it's no different than Janet Lee in Psycho, or Jamie, uh, sorry, um... <clears throat> I guess it doesn't apply to Halloween other than Jamie Lee Curtis being in the film, but uh, it, it, it Drew Barrymore and Scream. Drew Barrymore and Scream is another example um, where you become acquainted with this character, you become very quickly invested in this character, and then and then you have to shift your focus immediately. And I think that is as much of a shock uh, as you can possibly have in one of these films because it, it's. It's after the first act, you have to, you know, turn on a dime with the film. And I feel like that is uh, such a good mechanism to just get this intense buy-in for the rest of the film. So that happens, and then if if you were invested in that first character, then you're going to make the jump. And nine times out of ten, you are. And then it, 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 it feels like when that happens, you're all the more invested in that character, and I think taking that kind of Hitchcock style well, I was, approach, I uh, it's it's there fantastic. was one surprise for me. I'm surprised Johnny Depp lasted as long as he did in this film. Well, but he plays a good boy in this he film, and it's so boy, funny to hear like, Wes talk about it because he says like he's he, he's much he was much uh, yeah like much uh, more of a of a clean cut good boy in this film than than he probably was in real life <laughs> but he really isn't uh, uh like a super good boy like he's really no. frustrated and angry that he's not getting laid and he's yeah, staying that. up late watching miss nude america on yeah. tv or whatnot which, which his parents seem absolutely fine yeah. with yeah, seriously <laughs> oh i'm just listening to the music and like yeah. you gotta, like you fall asleep with a tv yeah, on how your can chest. you hear what how she you, says no how do you fall asleep no. with a tv on your chest and then no you the tv's over. beside him on the bed no it was on the bed itself yeah, it was on the bed. It so wasn't what, on his chest. So what, if he rolls chest. over, 
Yeah, but if he rolls over, that thing's coming down, and then you just smash the TV. I yeah, well, you know, whatever. He's yeah. going to die anyway. I watch movies Freddy sometimes gotcha. about on my laptop. It's no different. Yeah. yeah. The, um, but yeah, I love that line where, like you were saying, Nick, where he, um, where the mom's like, like, how can, well, how can you hear what she says? And then Johnny Depp goes like, who cares what she has to say or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Oh. But he like researches like how to like he's like starts researching how to uh, fight dreams, bad dreams and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Tries telling it to Nancy, well, and then it's all yeah, it doesn't work. And Nancy's got this whole booby trap system worked out that I absolutely love, and I love that she keeps telling defense. him to not fall asleep, and he just keeps fucking falling asleep. Just you, you useless piece of shit. Like you know Wes Craven's <laughs> wife was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. she was the nurse in the, the sleep clinic. Yeah. Hmm. Mimi Craven. <laughs> I, I also like uh, the, like the, the first that. scene when Freddy is uh, walking through the alleyway oh, chasing Nancy and his extended arms chasing after him and his face rips off, which he never does anything well, like that again. Well, it's weird because he kind of goes up to her and flashes her like his mm-hmm. nipple and then he starts cutting himself. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, is he a well, he cuts his fingers off before that too, doesn't he? Cuts he? His fing- no, he cuts, he cuts himself first and then mm-hmm. he cuts his fingers. Mm. But it's just weird because he's like, why would you just lift your shirt up to show a chick? Like, I know you're just well. It kind of brings the whole. He is perf- a pedophile, yeah, or not a pedophile. He's a uh, child killer, well, child murderer. But yeah. he he, he is a, pedoph- a pedophile. He just um, he becomes. They a just didn't emphasize that. I think yeah. to get past the censors because yeah. Like, yeah yeah couldn't get through at that point. Yeah, they they sort of that touched upon it on the remake. Um, yeah. yeah. But I but believe I mean, that that was the intention. Yeah, so we go into the vote. One other thing I want to mention about Never both mind. these films is uh, John Saxon. Love him. He's also in Black Christmas, isn't he? He is. And he's fantastic in that. I think Black Christmas might be my favorite slasher of all time. My, it is mine. So I concur. I like that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I love John Saxon in both flicks. I love in New Nightmare when he kind of shows up in the cop car and goes back to almost being his persona from the first one and keeps referring to Heather Langenkamp as as Nancy and all okay, these things. Okay, yeah. okay. Like I love how he just brushes her off in the first movie. Yeah, it's like okay, you go home and sleep. I'll come wake you up in twenty minutes. Well, even in Dream Warriors, oh, he's she's so good. I know he's like uh, he's sitting at the bar and he's you know he just goes like, oh, it's nice to see you, sweetie. Don't don't be away so long the next time. And she's just losing her fucking mind. She's like, I just want his fucking body. But yeah, or I want his remains. And, and she goes and freaks out. And I don't know. And then she starts freaking out. Like, how the hell do the cops not like see? Like, windows breaking. Like, this chick's freaking out. They do. Out. They're standing outside. I know, but one guy's just like standing there having a smoke. It's like, mm. do something. Who, another bit of lineage to Wes Craven's career. Uh, the cop that's standing outside watching, whose name I can't think of, but I'm going to find it here, ends up being the sheriff in the first Scream film. Mm-hmm. So, um, should we vote? We should vote. Okay. So, gentlemen, is it? The classic, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Or is it probably one of the best meta horror films in New Nightmare? I'm holding my breath for this one. Yeah, it's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Devin? Um, nightmare or New Nightmare? Yeah, I mean, if uh, if we're voting in terms of, of what uh, the better and more impactful film is, then certainly... No, we're voting with your heart, original, Chief. But exactly, that's what I was getting to. 
Man. <laughs> <laughs> but going to get on, slashed. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're voting on based on uh, based on personal preference, then yeah, I mean, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I love that movie. I think it's super meta, and and it's it's the the way to properly bring that franchise to a new generation, which I don't think uh, Halloween or or Friday the Thirteenth was able to do. It just you know totally. Um, uh, you know, pivots and and doesn't doesn't try to either just reboot the series or um, uh, just continue it with higher stakes like space or fucking I don't know, like you know transpose it into like a different time or or setting without any any kind of reference to the originals. So on that sort of. Uh, uh, yeah, on that kind of a uh, kind of um, plane. Yeah, it's 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 the movie for me. Excellent. So one vote for a Nightmare on Elm Street. One vote for New Nightmare. Nick. Nightmare on Elm Street. Excellent. You get to stick it to Devin this round. <laughs> How do you not love the Johnny Depp geyser of blood? I concur. I just love both these flicks. That's it's- a really emotional one. Plus, it's Fred Krueger. It is Fred Krueger. It's Fred. Frederick. Yeah, for me, it was the first really slasher that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I was scared of it as a kid. It's sort of how scared I was with watching A Nightmare on Elm Street from behind the couch, you know, peeking over and watching it mm-hmm. um, made me love horror movies. It's, yeah. it's where it started for me. All right, gentlemen, our final matchup. For this round is Halloween 4 versus Friday the 13th Part 3. So, where are we here? Uh, The Return of Michael Myers. You want to start with this one? Halloween 4. Nick, you're partial to 4 and 5. I personally don't like... uh, I like that Donald Pleasance is back for more than three days. But uh, I, I just... Because I like the Dr. Loomis character, don't get me wrong. I Just the more you tell me about Michael, the less I find Michael scary. I like Michael being the shape. And, and that's where my problem lies with this film. And Friday 3 is where he gets the mask, correct? Exactly. Um, as you already said, though, Trevor, it's a little bit different of a mask. It's like you just walked out of, you know. It looks like it's brand new. Yeah, walked out of Sports Depot or something like that and... He walked, out, he walked out of a Kmart and, got, and drove back to Crystal Lake. I don't know. Thoughts on either of these films, gentlemen, before we cast our vote? Because they've come this far, we should say something about them. I know which one's going through, but... I think we all know which one's going through. Like, there's, there's no real way of... Uh... I don't think either one of them are remarkable. I really don't have love for either one of them. Nick, you want to kick us off this round? I'll go Friday 3. Trevor? I'm going to go Halloween 4, um, strictly because if I was given Friday 3 and Halloween 4, what do I think I would want to put on? I would want to put on Halloween 4. That's fair. Captain Devin? Captain? What? Lieutenant. Yeah. Um, Lieutenant Devin? <laughs> Commander Devin? Friday the 13th. Commandant? Uh, yeah. yeah. Friday um, 3? Yeah. 
Okay, guys, so we're going to take it down to the final two. So let's get these matchups out of the way, then we'll take a break, come back, and we'll argue it out over the final two, okay? <laughs> All right, first matchup of the semifinals. Halloween versus Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> and what do you gentlemen have to say for yourselves? <laughs> you know it's what I one, have to say. It's been one hell of a ride. Freddy versus Jason, baby. Yep. Let's do it. You can't do that. Please. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. Oh, I hate you so much. We're going to make Freddy versus Jason great again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I want to um, hurt somebody with the machete right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is this your final answer? Freddy vs. Jason? Yeah. yeah Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Two shit-eating grins. Oh. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm going with Halloween. I can't... Yeah. I, I don't have a vote. This is disgusting. And it's moving on against Halloween. John Carpenter's I, classic I Halloween even write versus a movie with a member of Destiny's Child in it. <sighs> <laughs> this is like the... Hardest thing I've ever had to write. I thought down. this movie would be out in the first round. I did too. This movie went up against Bride of Chucky, so okay, fine. Then it went up against Nightmare Four. What? Like okay, should have gone up, but whatever. Then it went up against Friday Two. For fuck's sakes, this went up against Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, and it's still in. I think the fix might be in. Yeah, if you guys get some money on this episode or something. We don't know about. We're just keeping it interesting. I bet. Okay, you you guys made a call to fucking Matt from the Crossover Podcast, didn't you? <laughs> and he set up some betting lines for you. On Who's this. paying you? <laughs> Fuck. All right. So, wow. In 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 the most ridiculous upset of the day, 1978's classic Halloween is out of this competition. And the upset goes to Freddy versus Jason. For the love of God. What year was Freddy versus Jason again? Let's just get this. Uh, I don't care. What year was I'm it? I'm so upset right now. Second matchup. 1985's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Which is our number two seat. Going up against Friday the 13th Part 3. It's Freddy versus Jason versus Freddy and Jason. <laughs> yeah. Is Freddy or Jason going to go through here? But I'm begging you. <laughs> like, I have to open these emails a lot of the time. Like, <laughs> so it's Nightmare versus... It's A Nightmare on Elm Street versus Friday the 13th Part 3. It'd be Nightmare for me. Okay. Devin? Yeah, Nightmare. Thank yeah, Absolutely. You. All right, so these panels now. I, now I remember why I don't like doing the brackets all the time, and this is why: because when we come back from this break, we have to put, we have to do a detailed analysis on which film is better. <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street, the fucking classic, or the two thousand and three. Rock'em Sock'em Robot, the greatest showdown in history. 
Freddy versus Jason. All right, so when we come back, we'll, we'll do this. It's going to be good. of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? We just see cuts happen. What did that, Lieutenant? I don't know. There's a coroner got to say. It's in the jaw and puking since he saw it. They're gonna kill me for sure. Did you do it? There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails... I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. No one will survive. Craven, director of The Hills Have Eyes and Last House on the Left, a new masterpiece in fantasy terror, Nightmare on Elm Street. All right, so we're back, and I'm going to try and be objective and lend careful criticism to this. Our final matchup of the day, gentlemen. <laughs> it's Freddy versus Jason going up against A Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, one of these films is a true cinematic classic, and I mean, the other one is just Nightmare on Elm Street. So, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is pretty open and shut. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> so let's go through this a little bit. I guess we'll start with Freddy versus Jason. It came out of our odd number brackets. Now, just to go back on his trip along the way, Freddy versus Jason beat out Bride of Chucky, uh, Nightmare Four, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, and Halloween to make its way to the finals. Now. 
Admittedly, in the first round, I did mention that I went out and bought this film because I wanted to see more films like it. That's not a qualifier for it being a great film of all time. That's just that um, my fandom extends far enough that I can get into this film. Um, When you're putting it up against Nightmare, you have to keep in mind that all of the things that work, that actually work in Freddy vs. Jason don't are are not possible if you don't have all of the nightmare films and all of the friday the 13th films that precede it okay like we talked about in the last round the characters are just shells they're not characters they're fodder for the killers they aren't um there to fall in love with they aren't there to be emotionally connected to you're to connect with essentially jason that's the anti-hero of the film kind of sort of he's on a rampage yeah it's got it's it's more humorous yeah if you want you can try and sway with some of those funny moments that you you love then go ahead my favorite one uh after one of the girls' boyfriend gets folded in half on the bed, <laughs> and they all run out into the street, and the, her and her friends all run out into the street, and the cop stops. Is there a, uh, what's going on, ladies? Is there a problem here? And the one chick just walks up with her hands all bloody. What the fuck do you think? <laughs> and they all end up in the police station. <laughs> just freaking out. I was like, that's great. This is this is pure Kruger at his best. Like he's just manipulating people. It's like, all right, now you're all gonna now you're all gonna start dreaming. Is it just me or is the boiler room sequences in this film basically just a regular room shot with a red light? No, it's boiler room. It's it's a boiler room. It's a real weak fucking boiler room comparative to when you go back and you look at, say for example, one Not necessarily like three a boiler room is all pie. Oh, sorry, it's four. All, yeah, four even. Yeah. Then we got to deconstruct. Then we got to construct what a boiler room actually is. Okay, but I'm just saying it's like, I this this movie had a lot more money and a lot more resources uh, given to it, and it's it's still like there's so many flaws in it, dude. You're, you're putting it up against a movie that literally had to make that extending arm scene that you talked about earlier that they that you uh, you love with like fucking fishing poles with guys standing on either side of the it's fucking kind of funny alleyway. How he, it's kind of funny how he how he runs at her. It's almost like the Wizard of Oz with the monkey. <clears throat> well, because they couldn't move that quickly well, no, he and just like does the motions, and obviously nobody can see me. But so there's still. a lo- there's a lot of cuts in that scene because they had to cut to do the hand scratches, and then they had to cut to do the close ups and so forth because you can't move fluidly when when you're working with two guys holding up your fucking arms with fishing rods, essentially on either side of an alleyway. But yeah, I hate the. Um the Jason Muse inspired stoner kid. Yeah. And that whole sequence just really, really is, is, is frustrating. It looks like crap. Um, there's nothing scary about it. And it's just so over the top that I'm just like, what am I watching? Oh, this is a really bad movie. Yeah. No doubt. It's fun. I like how Freddie, that scene alone, but I like bad how, can be fun. Yeah. I, I, 
like how in that scene, Freddy doesn't really go at him right away. He still smokes up with the guy first to get him on a comfort <laughs> level. And then he eats him. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it to Freddy. At least he gave the kid one last kick before he's out the door. goes back to what East was saying in earlier episodes when he says Freddy likes to play with his food. I like that. I like that analogy. Devin, any thoughts on Freddy versus Jason before we move on to A Nightmare on Elm Street? Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's one of those, um, few examples where, where, um, you know, a studio is, has just given in, uh, to what, what people, you know, what, what the fans have kind of asked for. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, um, yeah, I've been asking you know, for like, Star Trek versus Star Wars for years, and never. Aliens versus Predator as as an example. Yep. There's so much lore around it, yet the studios just, just kind of shat it out, like it it didn't really mean anything. I don't know this one. You know, they, they well that one they rewrote the lore too. You yeah, know? yeah. So that's a problem. Here they didn't do that, but they had to. They kept the lore meld, intact. They had to little. meld the worlds. Well, the thing I like about Freddy versus Jason was there's a lull. Mm-hmm. Between all the films, like I'm pretty sure they were all cut off at that yeah, point. Yeah, this was like more of a to kind of bring it back. Like it's like what two iconic horror characters haven't been around in a while? Because all we have is Scream, and then it's just jump scare shit from here. Mm-hmm. So they brought Freddy and Jason, and it's like why don't we put them together and then really kick <clears throat> it up a notch and see what happens? I don't know if I agree with that because I think that that they saw the success of movies like Scream, like I Know What You Did Last Summer, all these teen slasher kind of situations, and said to themselves, so New Line, you know, has, for example, Freddy, and says, let's, how can we go back and make some money off classic slashers that have instant name recognition, the same way as they had before, all the way through the 80s, and they go, okay, well, everyone's coming, you know, talking about Ghostface, for example, um, so let's go and, and resurrect a, a multi-generational, like celebrated character. Well, and even if that means we have to make a deal with another studio. That was both of them though. That was both characters. They're both multi-generational. No, I, I understand that. I'm just saying as an example. So also I, I understand what you're saying, Devin, but you got to think like, the big holdup with a lot of these sort of crossover films is the legalities of it. How long has it been for us waiting to have a Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe? Because Sony just can't make a deal with Disney until they are just so desperate to just make some fucking money that they say, okay, we'll give the rights back to Marvel that's now owned by Disney and, 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 make, and make money on the back end from that and all the merchandising and all of that stuff and allow to steal from their characters and their pool of writers and all of their resources and put them into our films in our universe. And, and it's very much the same thing there where they have this character that's, you know, equally as celebrated as for example, a Spider-Man and, uh, and they, they say to themselves, well, we literally have nothing that we can do with this character that on its own hasn't been done. You know, Freddie is fucking eating people, and like you know, been a uh, a a meta comedy kind of thing has been you know uh, a homosexual parable, like all of these things, and 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 so they decided let's just bleed this fucker dry for all the every cent that he's worth, and the same thing applies to Jason. Jason's been to space. 
Pinhead's been to space. When are you going to send Freddy to space? Yeah, I agree. Freddy's got to get into space. <laughs> it's got to happen. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I loved about it, though, is it's a, <clears throat> it's a slasher manipulating another slasher. Mm. Freddy manipulates Jason to the point of no return, thinking, okay, everybody on that. And it's kind of true, though. A lot mm. of people forgot about Elm Street. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm sure you hadn't, they hadn't had another nightmare since the last one, which was probably well. They had new nightmare, but yeah. But I mean, that's what I liked about it. He manipulates Jason using another character to get his name back out there, mm. and then he can't control what he's created, and then it becomes a face-off between the two of them mm-hmm. because he because he pisses him off. I think the fact that Freddy's m- manipulating uh, Jason. Makes Jason a little bit less scary. Absolutely, it's something I was he's, just he's thinking. He's like a little bit bewildered and confused, especially when when dream stuff is put in front of him. And uh, yeah, Jason isn't as scary in this film. No, and, no, he, and he's made him- into the antihero. He's made into and and part of it is because I think they understood that Jason is a character that you can, on some levels, root for this uh, this huge kind of monster man that's that's been uh you know uh almost exacting revenge um for his death and 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 he himself was uh disabled and and so his lack of understanding almost makes him a little bit more lovable and i agree with what you said it almost turns him into like um it's like watching the Goonies with with fucking Freddy Krueger in it, and just you know rooting for Freddy. Yeah, and like putting no, and then like putting a mask on fucking uh, sloth. Sloth. Yeah. Like I'm just waiting for fucking Jason in this movie to be like, "Hey, you guys!" Like swinging with a Superman T-shirt yeah. and, a, and, a, and a machete. Yeah. Which would be sweet. That would make this movie better. Freddie actually had a sort of a Superman outfit in the the, the part five, <laughs> except it was a big F instead of a Superman. Yeah, S. yeah, yeah. Um, can we move along to Nightmare, or does anyone else want to say something on uh, Freddy versus Jason here? Any last words, uh, Devin? No, I said what I. One more thing that we've managed to get through all of these. Uh, uh, Friday movies and not mention is that in the original script, Jason's name was Joshua. So, uh, writer's son's name, something kind of morbid about the idea of writing your son as uh, a kid who gets, uh, um, you know, drowned. Oh, I guess one more one more thing to say about uh, Freddy versus Jason is, is that in in all fairness, it it did um, bring Jason to a generation that that has really only seen him in space been offered yeah like <laughs> yeah seriously the, the not a lot of, of people series. saw him in space <laughs> at least not theatrically yeah yeah so so in all fairness freddy versus jason is probably a better example jason for, conduit yeah for for um good jumping off point for youngsters yeah and fans have been asking for this for years and yeah. years and years you know they 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 were going to make it it was just a matter of time before it happened, and maybe it was the right time for it to come out. Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing before it for how many years, right? So it's yeah. like, do people forget about Elm Street? Do they forget about Camp Crystal Lake and the horrors that befell it? Mm-hmm. All right, 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street, introducing Johnny Depp. Yep, 
I just like saying that. It's an <laughs> okay movie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's it's uh so iconic. God, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's uh the uh, we we've talked a little bit leading up to this. Let's talk a little bit more about Tina's death. That that um, amazing sequence, the ingenuity that goes into that. They actually build this structure. So they build a support structure and then a rotating room and nail everything into the room and like glue the fucking uh, boyfriend's hair down and uh, and essentially rotate this fucking room as the scene is happening. Right. Which is very lofty, especially on a film with that budget. And what was the budget? Like mid thought, dude. One point eight million. One point eight million. Damn. Yeah, Craven actually had to put up some of his own money to because they were started shooting before financing was uh, lined up. Yeah, yeah. It was a big risk for him. If this movie didn't do well, we might not know who Wes Craven is. Yeah, Craven had a vision for what he wanted to accomplish in the film, and he. He got a substantial amount, just as much as I can think of anybody that did it. And with simple things like the wall that Freddie comes out of being spandex and these sorts of things. Like uh, I, was able, I was watching that and I'm like, that's a sweet shot. Yeah. The um when when I love when fucking uh, Nancy gets pulled into the bathtub, like and she's in the the darkness and like that's that's a fucking terrifying shot. Like that is terrifying. Was well, just the hand coming. Yeah, up the, the water hand coming lot. up is cool, but it's kind of, you know, it's more teasing at what could be. But when she goes in, uh, you know, and it's there's like a perverse sexuality to the whole thing, obviously, but or like just a sexuality to it. But um, when he pulls her in and she's struggling, and as she comes out, she's screaming at her mom. Uh, and then she went when her mom comes into the washroom. She's, she's like, normal. "I'm fine. I'm fine. I fell asleep in the tub." The one thing you know that I just... thought was just eye poppingly fucking scary to me was when she's dreaming at school and seeing Tina's body in the yeah. body bag being dragged down the hall and then turns the corner. Mm-hmm. Like you see that bloody body bag just turn the corner. It's like what the fuck. And I can remember when she has the realization outside of the uh, no outside of the school when she, that she's got the burn mark from the boiler pipe on her arm. I can remember being a kid and that, like the actual scene is great, but then the realization that you can take things out of your dream, that it can manifest itself. uh, And it's not just, obviously you saw that in the first scene, you understood what was going on, but you also were still kind of seeing it from Tina's perspective. So you did see Freddie under the sheets and so forth. Uh, with her at times so it was directly what freddie was doing what freddie was doing only but as soon as it's just an action of nancy's has nothing to do with freddie she burns herself on that pipe and you're like oh fuck so it's like even if i'm having a good dream and i like trip and bloody my nose i'm gonna wake up with a nosebleed you know that was a scary thought for a kid man but uh, I don't know. Trevor, any thoughts on this film? It's it's amazing. It's like we can't say enough about it. But Yeah, it's one of my favorite films. Um it's funny uh, we were talking about the the tub scene, you know. It's like Nancy is so virginal, and and force mm-hmm. uh, Freddie is sort of forcing her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, Nancy is such a strong character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the other the actors are good, I, but it it, uh, it 
definitely relies solely on on Nancy on mm-hmm. uh, Heather Langenkamp's performance, and uh, like Fre- Freddie is great in it, but he doesn't have a lot of lines. You know, no. he has, it's just like really good makeup, some good some some good writing. Um, Bernie Man scene. Running out of the house, he's running around the house, burning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the puddles uh, yeah. In, in the stairs. Yeah, oh. even when she's running up the stairs and her foot gets caught, it's like quicksand. The um, we were talking off air during uh, one of the first couple of episodes uh, in in the series about the uh, the behind the scenes documentary, the making of documentary on the first nightmare, um, and. That them talking about the guy that they brought in to do the the, the stunt work where Freddie's on fire, where um, he was they didn't plan out the falling down the stairs or any of these elaborate things, and he's like, "So you, you just want me to want me to try this?" and and he just does it. He does all of that, and there everyone's standing there like, "Oh, you know," with the shock on their face, and then they you know they they uh, I guess like extinguish the flames and he gets up and you know just goes outside hey what you know what what's up just normal uh amazing work amazing work but it stairs on fire how do you feel yeah. i need a coffee yeah exactly what do you think about the the ending with the the mom going out the window Sort going of going through, through the door. going through the window, yeah, yeah. being pulled that through. Was a, it doesn't look great no it doesn't but it's effective because i love and I love where it picks up in the second film. I actually, admittedly, first time I saw the film, thought the ending was weak. Until I saw two. And the best part of two for me in the entire fucking movie is when they find – or not, not even when they find her diary. When um, when they're talking about, oh, you moved into the that house on Elm Street. Um, oh, the girl went crazy and her mom killed herself. And then you're, you start thinking back to that fucking scene. And you're like, oh, okay. They just – they just explained away the only problem that I have with that film. Well, the first nightmare, or not a, even explained there was it a away. It's still great, but one. what's okay. that? When uh, Nancy first goes into the dream world to go check on uh, Rod in the prison, yeah, she leaves her house. You still there? And then the boyfriend comes out of the tree. Yep. She's dreaming. So how the yeah, hell is he coming out of the fucking tree? He can't be. Sleeping. He is also sleeping. He's already asleep. Yeah, but they're in the same dream world then. Yeah, they, they talk about that shared. They do it in Dream Warriors for fuck's sakes. They set they set up the basis for a lot of things in that film, but also the idea of a physical manifestation of you've never talked to someone in your dream and, and like that. Say for example, like I've literally done this when we've had episodes in the past that you know we we go down and we knock on Devin's door because he's still asleep to come up for these episodes. It'll be like, hey, man, you're like, all right, I'll be up in like 10 minutes. And then you find out later that he thought he was talking to someone in his fucking dream, you know? And I, I'm also really bad about that because when my alarm goes off, I'm really bad about talking, uh, putting it in my dream. Earlier today, I have the, uh, the Street Fighter uh, Guile theme on my phone as my alarm clock. Nice. And it worked its way into my dream. I didn't I woke up late today because I thought that that music was happening in my dream. So, you inceptioned yourself. Yeah, exactly. You do make a good point though. It's not really explained. It's not really explained. No, it, in it, detail. it it does seem a little off. That was the one thing that felt off in the whole movie. It's like why the fuck is this guy here if it's the dream world? 
and it wasn't explained. Like he talks about fighting monsters in the dream, but nothing about a shared dream experience. Well, his intent is still to watch her. So even so, let's yeah, say, but that's the whole point. They okay, didn't so let's say the whole it's shared dream sequence. They well, only talked about how to fight off. Like, well, let's say it's not a shared dream sequence. Let's say he just she talks to her, and that's her dream manifestation of him. There's many interpretations that you can have here interpretations but at the same time that's hardly a that's hardly a plot hole because whether that's just a decision that you have to make as a viewer whether you believe that she is manifesting a version of him in the dream or if he in fact is sharing that same dream space possible but that's not that doesn't present a problem it was just the one thing i couldn't peg down yeah the one thing of that entire movie i couldn't peg down that in the end yeah well, mind you, I haven't watched two in a while. But the ending is great. I don't want to take away from the ending. It bothered me slightly, but not enough that it would ruin the film for I me. Just I like, f- it didn't ruin the film, but it looks so fake. Exactly. When they you know, it's it. like everything else is done well, amazing. You know, like, when like the you were saying, sweater <laughs> comes up as the the uh, soft top on the car. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, right. no, and the fog and everything is great. And and you got the iconic music there, the the yeah. children's theme song, yeah. and it it it, it, <laughs> it works. But just the one shot of the mom actually like the going doll through the yeah, go, going through the window. I'm like, why why is your final <laughs> shot like something? That, <laughs> final shot looking like something that's crap. You know, even yeah. if it's for a split second. Yeah. Well, even still, it's like the cut into that was like mm-hmm. the mom. Going into like the bed and going like going into the dream sequence itself, like Freddy taking her as his final trophy. Yeah, the dad just accepting it. Like, yeah, they could have the the scene could have been because presumably you're watching. Like, are you watching Heather's dream at that point, or are you watching her mother's dream at that point? Because Heather pulls away, or like Heather Langkamp, Nancy pulls away. Uh, in the scene, like the car pulls away, yeah, and you stay with the mother there. So if that is the case, why couldn't it simply end with the arm coming out and grabbing her, and then the rest could be left up to your own mind to kind of draw the conclusion on? But you can't, like, it's very hard for us to say that about a film that literally came out, you know, uh, before all of us were born. I think, right? Mm -hmm. So, but there's one no, thing. There's no, one. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it just me, or I find like Freddy. Yeah. The nightmare movies always have that weird fucking ending where it's like they think they've killed Kruger, but like it's something yeah. that hints that he's still alive. Freddy versus Jason did the same thing. Jason cuts his fucking head off, and he winks at you at the end of the movie, and then you roll credits. That's mm-hmm. the same for all of these films. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We talked off air about, or maybe it was on air about Black Christmas and how how much. That film works. That's a cliffhanger, you know, um, and kind of ends on a morbid note. But and and I I can't let one or two small flaws in a film that had everything against it and is pretty close to perfect for the genre. And it's also something that amplifies the genre. Like, you didn't have a killer like Freddy Krueger before that. Like, uh, uh, Jason's... Fred Krueger. Yeah, Fred Krueger in the first film. Sorry. Um, Like, Jason's not Jason yet. Um, Michael Myers is still, to me, the way that I like to envision him at this point. This The shape. There's... you. No one had effectively been able to 
insert that much personality into the stocking, at least that I can think of, and certainly not to the same level of popularity and cultural importance and so forth as Freddie has. This is a guy that literally cracks jokes, cuts his own fingers off, is and and in the first movie, at least, he's very menacing. When he slits you, his as, own as, nipple. Yeah, as you continue on, yes, he becomes a caricature of himself to some extent until you come back to New Nightmare, perhaps, where in New Nightmare, he uh, is actually not Freddy. It's a demon who just has been playing Freddy for so long or whatever, however the story goes. So he likes being Freddy, that kind of thing. But. Uh, in theory, he's kind of. Well, it's kind of funny. Like Freddy. I watched Nightmare One this week, yeah. And then as soon as I was done, I went right to bed. And the first thing, the only thing I could say to myself, I'm like, "Okay, Kruger, let's see what you got for me tonight." Mm. And then I just, I just crashed out. Yeah. And you made it. Uh, I made a deal with him. <clears throat> okay. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Shall we get to the votes, or does anyone have any final thoughts on these two films, gentlemen? Okay, what's the best? Okay, out of all, uh, both, out of both movies, pick your favorite kill. I like that. Both. I like that. What's your favorite kill out of both movies? You can pick one for each movie. Who wants to kick us off? Evan. Weed slug. <laughs> what up? Weed slug. I like that. I like that explanation. And out of the and nightmare, Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah. I like Tina's killing. Yeah, I gotta go. Tina. I gotta go. Tina. But for when fr- she gets her fucking like when her shirt bursts open and her fuck the claws come through, like well no when she hits oh the my ceiling and God just, you see her flailing and just trying to grab onto something like, mm. for dear life like yeah apparently too we were talking about this off air uh, a little bit that um that people would walk into the room and get very disoriented because the whole thing was upside down and so forth. Or when they had it upside down at that yeah. point, they would start to get nauseous and so forth. Like particularly the girl who played Tina, uh, Amanda Wiss, I want to say yeah. the, it, it, it's interesting that like that, that's how impact that that's the perspective of that performance. Like she's literally disoriented. And so, uh, in the filming process, those filming the scene and acting in the scene and so forth are disoriented and confused. And so you can't help, but that, that, that bleeds off the screen and like crawls into your skin. You know, it's so very interesting. And I, I have to go with that one. It's, it's one that is out of Freddy versus Jason, which is fucking magical, dude. Um, I, I, I like when uh, Kelly Rowland loses her nose. That's pretty funny. <laughs> because it's, it's just Freddy just looking at her, got your nose, and he slices it off. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought she wasn't that, like, I thought she acted okay for, like, the little bit that she had to, like, She's work so, on. She plays such a dummy, though. It's like, you guys think yeah, I need but, a like, literally, job? I think they pointed the camera at her and was like, I know, dumb. But what high school, but what fucking high school is going to, what high school girl is going to walk up to you like, do you think she, she was supposed to be job? in high school in that movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. What high schooler do you know goes up to you like, do you think I need a nose job? Imagine being that girl's parents. I'm not paying for your fucking nose job. I dated a girl who uh, was really, um, when I was in high school, was really, really, uh, uptight about her ears and i fucking i thought she was cute as a button like really uh and i was i always thought she's fucking crazy uh about it but like always always talking about like you know gotta do something about my ears um so I, maybe I don't, I don't think that that's that crazy 
Yeah, but I mean, seriously, I think it's good. Especially in the society that we're in, uh, particularly from the 80s forward, the aesthetic... Or, we're well, talking no. 2003 here. Uh, well, uh, yeah, and, and in, in 2003, you know, you're, you're talking about a time when, when you can pretty much just do anything with cosmetic surgery. So... Kelly had some really bad lines in that film. Yeah, like what do you want her to like, do? With like, it? like, like she she's not afraid of Freddie and she's antagonizing him. Mm-hmm. Like she's you know, trying to piss him off. Yeah, she's trying to piss him off, and it's like I, I just don't buy it. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like she would be you would be freaking out. Yep. All right, shall we vote? We shall. <laughs> Trevor's Trevor doesn't want to get to this. Do we even uh, really I'm, need I'm, to? I'm, I'm mean... worried. I I hope that we. I hope that when you say that. No 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 no. All right. Fuck. One two. You know what? coming for you. You know what? I'm going to kick it off with Trevor. Trevor, what is your vote? For our tournament, our slasher, 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street. It is probably the most popular slasher of all time. Um, It it, it created something new and a whole generation of kids who like horror, like horror because of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. It's got cooler kills. It looks amazing, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's just the shit. It's just the shit. It will it's, always be the best. It's our number two seat, and it's uh, 7.5 on IMDb. Only film that's higher than it is 1978's Halloween, which is at 7.9, which, whatever. Lost to a certain film, whatever. All right, let's go to Devin next. Or no, you yeah, know what? Yeah, go to Devin. Go then. to Devin next. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, I'm not... Devin? You don't fuck with it? I'm not fucking with it. It's Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously. Yeah, it's... All, it's... <laughs> if you're on. not fucking with it, I'm not fucking with it? No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I mean, if, you, if you're trying to send it to the person that's going to make it, ooh, I wonder which one's going to win, then don't send it to me, because I'm no. not fucking, Freddy versus Jason is not going to win. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to create tension. Yeah. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to gauge how upset I'm going to be after this episode. No, yeah, of course, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street is, is the better film between these two, even if we're just talking personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, honest, honestly, I do personally agree with with every decision where where Freddy versus Jason has gone through up to this point. But obviously, it's not it's not better than it's not Nightmare strong enough to be its original or Nightmare on Elm Street. I agree that it's fun. You know, it can it's fun. It's mm-hmm. one of those movies. It's like it's like how I watch Jason Takes Manhattan. I know it's a bad flick. But I still watch it anyways just to watch this guy get his head punched off. (laughs) (laughs) I wait all movie long. As soon as I see that, all right, I'm done. (laughs) It's a unanimous vote at this point. It is Nightmare. As much as as Freddy vs. Jason was my era, being being 12 years old and this movie coming out and thinking it was the shit and the scariest fucking thing on the planet, it's kind of funny. I remember kids telling me, Oh, you're not going to sleep after watching this movie. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? I watch it. I go back. Did you sleep? Like a baby. 
How? I'm like, I grew up watching. I they... took 15 sleeping pills. That's how. I looked at them. I'm like, I grew up watching nightmares on elm street i grew up watching yeah. uh the friday the 13th they were always on like after mm-hmm. hockey i'd get home at like i'd wake up for hockey at five in the morning i get home at 11 in the afternoon and the superstation had every weekend chained them off yeah one series after another they would chain them off yeah and me and my brothers would sit down and we'd watch them and we would laugh at them and we would get scared at them it was just good times right on so yes, nightmare will win every time. Do you think there's there's a generation of of kids that sort of saw Freddy versus Jason and got into horror, or like I think there might be, I or think is it, it a, mainly for people that we have been fans for years? Well, I think the film is for people who've been fans for years. I think you're right there. I wouldn't be surprised though. It was. I think it's a jumping off. Yeah, point. a generational jumping off point. Saying like if. For me, being in elementary school and this movie coming out in 03, it was more of a jumping-off point for people who didn't know what the hell they were getting into with Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. Yeah. But, I mean, if you And it's come... a quick crash course in what these two killers' personalities are. I concur there. It's, it, it, but For a younger generation, yeah, a young you're... jumping-off point. Yeah. But for an older generation, it's pure fan service. <clears throat> you're going to go back and you're going to watch the others as a result of it. I really do think it's strong enough that, that you could fall in love with the characters. My only problem is for a generation like ours that would be growing up during these films, one problem, one big problem that I have <laughs> is that they won't respect the art that's in Friday the 13th, the original, because they're just waiting for Jason. Jesse talked about it. In the first episode of the Slasher Fest yeah, series here, can't understand he that talked it's to Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah, he, he, you can't get over the fact that, like, you know, when Betsy Palmer shows up and starts going a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know, like, they, they're like, okay, so now is Jason going to show up? You know? But do you think some people, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that because, you know, most people that would be getting into horror like that would probably have seen Scream, and they talk about that explicitly. Yes. Scream is a different type of series, though. Yeah. We're going to get to that in the next episode. But in any case, you want to wrap it up on this episode? Let's do it. Any final thoughts on any of the films we've talked about today? Nightmare is our winner. 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street, A Nightmare on Elm Street, is our winner. Thank fucking You were so worried. Oh, man, I was sweating outside. Um, I can't believe it wasn't Halloween versus Nightmare. I mean, me neither. I was thinking that matchup too, but I'm like, that's just. I thought it was going to be our number one and our number two seed. It's got to be Fred Krueger versus what he's become, which is now Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. All right, Trevor. uh, Before we wrap it up, tell everyone how they can utilize TerrorInToronto.com. Please, once more. Go to TerrorInToronto.com whenever you're looking for something to do, and you'll see a listing of awesome horror movies available uh, at any one of a half dozen of independent cinemas around the city, as well as bars uh, doing events, especially during Halloween. Go out with some friends, and uh, we love watching these films at home, and that's great. But uh, there's something about seeing it on the big screen, so definitely check it out. And um, if you can, go to uh, facebook.com forward slash Terran Toronto, because my Facebook likes are a lot less than my Twitter followers. So I'd like to get some traction up there and a little bit more um, interaction with people on the Facebook, because I don't like to sort of reply to people on Twitter as much. Yeah, we uh, we 
with the kibosh on direct messages a little while ago. I think we're going to have to get back into it because nobody listens to us. They still just keep sending us direct messages. But yeah, I, I feel you. And you do post a lot of really cool stuff on your Facebook. That's I didn't yeah, I didn't notice your numbers, so I just assumed that you were very popular on Facebook because your Twitter numbers are good. Twitter Twitter numbers are great, but uh, <laughs> getting people to, 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 to be on the Facebook, it... Uh, you know, probably about uh, an eighth of what's on Twitter. So, I hear you. Uh, uh, yeah. So, check it out. And uh, yeah, this this uh, coming up for Halloween, you have uh, stuff, a lot of stuff playing at the Royal Cinema, Carlton. Um, in November, you have there's a Canadian film festival called Blood in the Snow Film Festival, which is always awesome. I've been, I've been going for the last three years. And, uh, Nick, you're giving a thumbs up on that? I've heard of the Blood in the Snow, and I've heard amazing things about it. Yeah, I saw some trailers for what's playing this year, and it looks really, really, really strong. So check it out, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, go to the movie theater, get some popcorn, and, uh, and catch some scary things. Right on. All right, so remember, this is just the beginning of the conversation. We want to continue it on with you, and we really do. I feel as though we're going to get a lot of emails for pushing Freddy versus Jason through to the finals. Bring but... It. In any case, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Mermel Podcast, at MRML Podcast. I'm also at Not Brandon Fleet, and I'm trying to share a bunch of uh, slasher related stuff over the next few weeks. So uh, you can follow me there or talk to me there if you feel so inclined to. Nick, you want to offer up your Twitter? Sure. I'm at Gingers underscore Revenge. Devin? I'm at uh, Your Homeboy, YR underscore Homeboy. Right on. Trevor? One more time. Terror in Toronto. Perfect. And uh, you can subscribe to the podcast and comment, like, rate, review, whatever there is to do on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. I noticed we were on Player FM. We were talking about that in an earlier episode. We're pretty much everywhere that podcasts can be heard. We're there. And if we're not on your podcatcher of choice, let us know and we will rectify that for you immediately. You can also visit us at moviesformylife.com and... Uh, we put up all kinds of other stuff there. We're also starting to get back into the YouTube. Have you heard of that site, YouTube? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, Is it like Vio? Yeah. Awesome. It's like Vimeo kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. So thanks for hanging out with us. whose name is isn't that interesting (laughs) I'm gonna leave all of that (laughs) I'll put like I'll have Devin insert it like Mr. Black (laughs) just do one of those text to speech uh, (laughs) apps yeah alright uh